Welcome to the Anime Backlog Podcast, a podcast featuring Dan, Marcus, and Nick, forcing each other to finally get around to watching each other's anime recommendations and clearing out that backlog. Episodes will contain spoilers about that week's featured anime and will likely contain explicit language, so be warned. You can follow the show for updates on Twitter, Instagram, and many other social media platforms at the Anime Backlog handle. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Anime Backlog Podcast, the weekly podcast where we trap each other in a room and force each other to watch our anime recommendations. <laughs> oh. Hope you enjoy coming along for the ride. I'm Nick Sparks. It's like Sparks. that Brie Larson movie, but worse. <laughs> Joined, as always, by Dan Book. Hello. What Brie Larson movie? <laughs> what? Room. I never saw that. <laughs> I was like, and the other voice you're hearing is Marcus Rothenberg. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> I believe this is episode 21. I would agree. Yes. All right. Uh, for our 21st assignment, we're actually going to use our first one that I've done a Twitter poll for. Oh, yeah. Fun. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. What is it? I so, specifically, <laughs> I will admit, I voted in that poll very early. Oh, yeah. And then I am, I muted the thread because I didn't want to know the results. Yeah. Well, are you talking about the one I just posted or the one I posted like a month and a half ago? I don't know, Nicholas. Okay. <laughs> well, the winner of this one uh, was a 2022 summer anime, uh, and it's going to be two out of the last three now that Marcus has read some of the manga of. Call of the night? Call of the night. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Another situation where I read the first volume, but our local stores don't carry stuff well, so I couldn't find volume two. So that's where yeah. I stopped. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm stoked. This is one where you two are probably not the intended audience, <laughs> <laughs> considering the first tag on the genre is romance. Ooh. But things I really do like about this show is the adaptation is on point. Awesome visuals. The aesthetic is great. And the music is amazing. Like The, the whole op- thing feels like lo-fi hip-hop beats to study and chill to. Yeah. Yeah. And I just love the energy that like every scene brings to this show. The story is not super complicated. Um so the synopsis that Mal gives us is uh, uh, Ku Yamori is an average middle school student who struggles with grasping the con- complex concept of love. Because he sees little sense in surrendering to the norm, he soon stops going to school. Plagued with insomnia due to his idleness, Ku begins roaming the lonesome streets at night. One night, Ku encounters a bizarre girl named Nazuna Nanakuza, who believes that people stay awake during the night because they are dissatisfied with how they spent their day and cannot rest until they release their inhibitions. Nazuna offers to help Ku with his sleep issues and invites him over to her place, where she convinces him to share a futon with her. Feeling uncomfortable, Ku only pretends to doze off 
which is when Nazuna suddenly bites his neck, revealing herself to be a vampire. While Ku thinks the bite will turn him into a vampire, the specifics of transformation are not that simple. In order to change, he must be bitten by someone he truly loves. Ready to let go of his dreary mortal life, Ku decides on a new goal. He will fall in love with Nazuna and become a vampire himself. I just gotta say, believes that people stay awake during the night because they are dissatisfied with how they spent their day. Ow! Why is this anime already attacking me? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I saw some some post ages ago that said like the reason why people stay up is they've felt like they've sold their day away to whatever job or responsibility. They're trying to reclaim some of it for themselves. <sighs> yeah, sa- why, sacrificing please? sleep to try to get some semblance of their own life back. Yeah. Oh God, just let me rest. Why? Uh, I would so do. I would do anything for a solid eight hours of sleep, except for going to bed at the right time. <laughs> but I would literally do anything else. <laughs> yeah, I struggle with that too, for sure. Yeah. Uh, has an eight on Mal. Solid. Mm. Um, f- top 400 for popularity. So overall, had a pretty good reception. I believe this will be my last high dive show for quite a while. I don't have any other on my list Aww. that I'm expecting. Marcus, before you freak out, it is not that type of high dive show. This was yet another one that they just said these are our two or three we're betting on this this season. Mm-hmm. And then this was the most successful one they had in the summer cycle. I will say in the high dive positives, the animation is always great. So I haven't seen some shit that was just drawn poorly. Yeah, they seem to specifically seek out some studios who are doing some good animation. Uh, mm-hmm. Studio for this one is... Linden Films, which I don't really know outside of this particular work. I don't either. Aniplex um, is the producer. Oh, they did Insomniacs After School, which is another high dive one, which I might do eventually, but I'm not in a rush. Very mm-hmm. similar aesthetics to this, mm-hmm. so that makes a hell of a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, they also did uh, Kotaro Lives Alone. Uh, oh, Kotaro Lives Alone. Um, I was thinking about assigning that one to you guys, honestly. I heard that one's yeah, a lot. Um. They haven't Ooh. done. They did Cells uh, uh, at Work Black. Oh, interesting. Oh, Black. I only was... watched the original. I never watched Black. Black was interesting. Yeah, but animation goes hard. Mm-hmm. Tokyo Revengers as well, which I know you watched, Dan. <sighs> I want my time back. <laughs> uh, but they... was the animation good at least? The animation was. It was, it was pretty, pretty, pretty dope. Uh, pretty solid across the board. They did a good job with that. Um, just too bad. They wasted their time. Um, <laughs> Jesus. So there's one contentious point I do know about this anime. Um, and I've kind of hand woven it at this point uh, because of the way they handled it in the show. But the main character is like 14. Yeah, you said middle school. And then I was like, ah, oh, crap. Am I going to say then, sus 64 times again? So yeah, so the vampire is supposed to have been a vampire for like 15 or 20 years, but emotionally she has not aged from being like 14 or 15. So like anything talking about romance, like makes her blush and freak out a little bit. She likes making like dick jokes and she has the emotional maturity of like a 14 year old. So that's the way they're kind of trying to handle it is they don't make her seem old, mm-hmm. but there is that like, is it wrong? Cause even though she's been 14 and hasn't, yes, 
matured emotionally? Is it still a problem or not? So that part I can understand some people struggling with. That would be kind of the one disclaimer on this show. Uh, it's kind of like uh, yeah. kind of like Let the Right One In, if you guys have ever mm-hmm. seen that movie or read mm-hmm. that book. I saw both of them, and they're both good. I, I saw both. Caitlin and I watched the uh, the original, I think it's Dutch or Swedish something like or that, something yeah. like that. Um, a place with healthcare. People land. A place with healthcare. And, and then we watched the English one right afterward. So, yeah, both both solid. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Um, I'm just thinking back to that South Park bit where they're like, the school teacher had sex with a student, and then the cops are just like, oh my gosh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And that's. <laughs> He's still 14. Like, uh. Yeah. I yeah. get it. Is, is, but... is being a vampire like the, the equivalent to like being like emotionally stunted? Like, is it official that she's did not mature? But I mean, just still being 30, 40 years old or whatever she is at this point. That's a 30 or 40 year old person. I don't care if you. I think, think when you see Nazuna behave in the show, they make they try to really hammer home the point that she's not emotionally mm. mature at all. And at least from the first volume of the manga, it wasn't some really sus sus shit. It was like very much a kind of like high school romance, and they're like bashful, and they don't know how to act around mm, each other okay. kind of thing. It wasn't. At least in the first volume of the manga, it didn't seem very sexual at all, which and, and that's is even why cons- I read the whole first volume. Mm-hmm. And that's of even considering it. how like inherently sexual a lot of the stuff around vampires tends to be, period. Mm-hmm. Um, so overall, I was a big fan of it. I think I blew through the thing in about three days. Um, I am assigning all 13 episodes because I do think the last like three go hard. So. Okay. I really want you guys to see those, so it's unfortunately. All right, we're doing the whole shebang. So we've done 52 episodes in our last four. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to assign a two-episode thing for next time. That's it. Just two episodes. Unfortunately, they're both two-hour movies. (laughs) I was just going to say, I'm like, they're both the pilot of Oshinoko. (laughs) Watch it twice. Back to back. (laughs) Write a book report. Have fun. It's like Memento. you got to watch it a couple times to get it. All right. Uh, Before we... Call part one here and cue the music. Do you guys have any more questions? Um, do we- I don't. I'm I'm excited for this one. I I liked that first volume of the manga, and then when it was getting adapted, I was like, "Ooh, that's yeah, it's going on the backlog." Because I do want to watch it, but just like anything kind of slice of lifey or romance, I got to be in a specific mood for to go into it myself. Which I will say, I have appreciated the podcast in that regard, and like kind of pushing me out of that. Oh, I got to be in the mood for it and watching stuff and enjoying it. Like Monthly Girls Dozaki Kun. Like, I would have never watched that on my own, but watched it and really enjoyed it. Stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think you guys will both at least like this one. Love, mm-hmm. we'll see, but I, I threw four out there for a Twitter poll. This is the one they picked. So, what were your other ones? I didn't, I didn't see the poll. It's been a minute since I posted it. Um, trying to remember here. I think it was uh, Disastrous Life of Saki K, Birdie Wing, and Tomo Chan as a girl were the other three options. Mm. I voted on the old one then. Okay. Because you... I think I voted for Anohana. Oh, yeah. That's... Oh, no, no. That was the new one. Oh, that's what I voted for. Okay. 
Yeah, that was that was for a few down the line because I knew I was about to actually do this this one where Call of the Night came out. Gotcha, gotcha. Interesting. Yeah, any, anytime we do a poll, I try my best to ignore it so that I don't know what's coming. So it's like I'll see the poll. I might vote on it, but then I mute the thread immediately. So that way it doesn't <laughs> even come up in the retweets or anything like that. Like, because I don't want to know. Is there um, on any announced plans for new season or anything like that for the show? Like, are they continuing or is it still in, up in the air? I have not heard. As I said, was pretty popular, and the mm-hmm. manga is still going, and it's way beyond this. Yeah. I think this is this only covered. I think the first quarter to a third that's been put out, and they're still dropping. I think either weekly or biweekly um, chapters. So this thing's still churning out. So I'm hoping we get a season two. Just haven't heard anything yet. Okay. Yeah, it looks like volume 13 of the manga just came out. Or will be coming out. But it's like, that's the latest volume. Yeah. Yeah, and I think this gets through... I think it might be volume four, but I'm not 100% certain on that. Okay. So another Hell's Paradise situation where I'll I'll know the the setup, but... Very little after that. Yeah, yeah. You'll probably know the first three-ish episodes. Okay. And you said thirteen, right? It's thirteen long. Yep, the whole season. It's a lot of thirteens okay. these days. It seems like. Yeah, it seems like twelve was the 12, norm, yeah. but now we're getting a lot of thirteens. They heard. They heard us saying that we just wanted more. <laughs> <laughs> They've already changed no. it. They've gone back yeah. in the past and released <laughs> bonus episodes just to make our wish. It's working. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, I, this was, uh, I remember I didn't know anything about this until, uh, I was like those giga, uh, like quarterly ish roundups. And then he mm-hmm. did a call of the night bit and it sounded pretty cool. Yeah. Also quick note. I lied. Volume 13 comes out in September. Volume 12 just came out. Okay. Um, but yeah, for, when he did his summer roundup, it was I agreed with him. Like the top two shows of summer twenty twenty two for me was this and like Chorus Recoil, which we'll probably get to that one for you guys eventually because Marcus only watched a couple episodes of it. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I heard that one's supposed to be good. Although the gun doesn't make any sense. Armor piercing, non lethal. It's it, it's Rubber a shut balls. your brain off and enjoy the John Wickiness of it. I can't like, I can't yeah. even make it up. <laughs> Uh, but I do it's, like it's me some like John those Wick. saws that cut through casts, but don't cut through your skin. Well, it's those that. work in a very particular way, just like those bullets, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Come on! All right. Well, this is not the light horse recoil episode. We can save that for down the line. We'll yeah, get there. Yeah, I promise. But yeah, I'm excited uh, for this one. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, I think it's time to cue the music. All right. All right. Music See you guys time. soon. Go. And we're back. 
Hope you guys enjoyed the musical interlude. It's been about a week later for us, and Marcus and Dan have now finished watching their first watch through of Call of the Night, all of 13 episodes of season one. I did a rewatch of the dub. Let's get into it. Marcus and Dan, what did you guys think? Oh, Marcus, you go first today. Okay. I am wildly conflicted on this. <laughs> so it's hard for me to judge because for a good while, I did not care. And then at one point, I started to care a lot. Uh, also, I had like a weird Stockholm Syndrome thing with the intro because when I first listened to the intro, I did not like it at all. And then by mm-hmm. the in, by the time I finished the 13 episodes, I was like, yeah, this shit slaps. So <laughs> yeah, The outro, especially for me, really is really high. Yeah. The outro I loved from the first drop, but I had a similar thing yeah. with the intro, Marcus, where my first watch through, I didn't really like the intro of the first couple episodes. And by the back half of the season, I'm like, yeah, I, I dig this. I like it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, overall, I'm going to say it was good, but I have a much more nuanced opinion than that, that we will obviously get into. I'm just really, really conflicted about that good rating. Yeah. Um so I was really into the uh how it kicked off in the the colors and the vibes and like the music was solid all the way through if a little repetitive. Um and then uh it took until episode 11 for some plot to show up that I actually was like engaged with. And that's a long motherfucking time to get some interesting story to happen. <laughs> That's a long time. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was okay with what was happening prior to that, but it was like, like are we watching friends? The, but like the nighttime show, like just a bunch of people not doing anything. Um, I mean, <clears throat> there were some mild plot bits that happened, but they would tease at some stuff and then just drop and move on. And then, so there was no like major through line for a lot of it until one of my, <sighs> It sucks because she's like one of my favorite characters, but also hitting on a middle schooler sometimes. That's weird. I, so there, onions, right? <laughs> but <laughs> that's a that's a Shrek reference. And um, but once the de, the detective showed up, I was like, "Ooh, sick! This is okay. I'm in." Um, so, but yeah, um, you know, similar to what Marcus said. Like, we'll get into it with the episode breakdown, but. Uh, I guess we can just roll right into it. I don't know, Nick. What did you th- What did you think with your rewatch? I guess before we get too far. Um, dub was okay, but not amazing. I forgot how slow the first part of that season was. Yeah. I remembered that I needed to make you guys watch all thirteen because I'm like, ooh, it really starts to pop off the last couple episodes. So if I do this assignment, it has to be the full season. But I had forgotten that those first six episodes are all just establishing episodes, so it takes a while to get rolling. Even though from the beginning the vibes are cool, I really love the color palettes they use. The music's nice, so I didn't dislike the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. I had forgotten how slow it was, though. <laughs> yeah, um, main character. It's another goddamn show where like the main character is the least interesting person. Um, I th- I thought he had some. You could call it growth. But they were more like gigantic leaps into other dimensions of growth, where like his character <laughs> completely changed in overnight. Um, 
He's not the worst example of a like bland bitch protagonist, mm-hmm. but he definitely is probably the he's the weakest part of this show. Like every other character, I think brings something mm-hmm. more interesting and with them. It's probably not fair. It's because he gets the most screen time, so we have the most time to critique and uh, sit with them. But damn, homie is boring and boring as shit most of the time, and then does this quantum leap. And suddenly he's like emotionally intelligent and has got this accidental riz that he just <laughs> he just shows up with. And I'm like, what? where did this come from? Like, I don't know. But I, I will say, I think, at least for me, I think he's supposed to be boring. Like, I think that's kind of like. Yeah, like he doesn't know what he's doing. He's yeah, he, just an everybody. Like. And, he, and he's just an aimless kid who has no mm-hmm. idea what the fuck he's doing with his life, doesn't know what he wants to do with his life, like wraps into this idea that being a vampire, that'll work. That'll get re- that'll solve all my problems. But other than that, doesn't have anything else going yeah. on. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think I, that's I get the that. point because, I mean, I wasn't super interesting when I was 14. Just full disclosure, like writing a show about me as a 14 year old would be the bo- most boring fucking show. So I think that's kind of the point, And like, this is just your typical everyman that is pretty unsatisfied with his life mm-hmm. and he's just fucking bored. And I think they're trying to convey that to the audience as well. I get that that does not make for super duper great storytelling. It, but you I think can. that's kind of the point for him. You can, but I, I feel like the, the plot of where he starts and where he ends in episode 13 should have been a little more of a straight journey on him actually growing a little bit. But as opposed to being ha- a quarter pipe, well, just ramp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He just, just well, okay. We're we're now here and interesting, and like he's got all this agency in his life, and that's great. But I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of a gradual thing because, well, I mean, I guess I guess everybody's a little different. Sometimes they just things just click, and suddenly they're boom, like on top of it. But anywho, episode one. Episode one, Night Flight. Yeah, so this episode we get introduced to your boy Ko. Uh, he's 14 years old. He's super duper just like basically maudlin. Like he life feels fucking pointless for him. Now, I will say they don't harp on that he's like, I wouldn't say super depressed. But I think like super dissatisfied. Sure. Yeah. Um, but Maybe. he's like dealing with kind of insomnia. He's unable to sleep, so he just like sneaks out. And when we see him in this episode, it's for the first time. He's super duper nervous about it. He's like really uptight in that he doesn't know that he wants to do this. But he sneaks out and he's like, "Whew, I did it." Then he meets this girl, Nazana. Uh, who basically she also, at the time, it just identifies as a night owl. But we know the real story. <laughs> well, I mean, Co even opened like the show with "I just don't understand dating." What the fuck? Yeah. Like, like no, no one does until they do. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I guess that's the part of being a kid that I'm having that I'm getting more and more distance with myself. So I'm having trouble. Yeah. Uh, understanding it sometimes <laughs> being 33 and um whole, whole last years old but 
but my, so my first line was like, you know, you, you, I just don't understand dating. And then I wrote like, no one does it first. You just have to do it. And then right after that, I put, he's obnoxiously pathetic. Good Lord. <laughs> and so it was a rough start, but then Nazana shows up and goes, Oh, you're buying booze. Nice. <laughs> just yeah. shows up. Uh, and so she meets up with her. They start having a conversation. They they walk by some drunks because she's trying to explain to him why the night's so cool. And then there's these three drunks, and she just high fives them all. Just goes yay, and they're all just like yeah, high five. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty accurate. That's yeah. like a yeah, yeah. Constantly, you'll just see drunk people that don't know each other, and they're like. Yeah, what up, man? Yeah, no, I was just at, like, electric force. Someone just looked like we made eye contact, and he just threw his hand up, and I was like, I guess we're high-fiving. And, and never, <laughs> I never said a word to that man. Uh, we're brothers now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Friends forever. I'll never see him again. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, shit was a little kind of weird, and then, but they, early on, I, I kind of expected them to drag it, or maybe I was hoping that they would drag it out a little bit more, but they show straight up. She did not have a fucking reflection. Yeah. Uh, and then my next note was, this kid has no backbone. Man, I hated this fucking kid. Was, was, this, was this catcher in the rye all over again? Like, I had, goddamn. I will say, one of my one of my through lines of this that I thought was like, man, if I would have watched this as a 14-year-old, this would have been my shit. Mm-hmm. I thought this that This would have been so fucking formative for me. But watching it in my 30s, I'm like, I can't relate. Like, and also some of the like sexualization of it as a 30 something year old made me really fucking uncomfortable. Yeah, because he's 14. Mostly because they're middle school kids. Or, well, he's a middle school kid. Sorry. We don't get her full, her actual. Decades. I hate this trope where it's, oh, she's actually 300 years old, but she looks really young. So we don't get her actual age, quote unquote. But, but she's, in my mind, she's, she's like fucking 14 year old. Yeah, she's drawn like she's 14 to 16 range. Young. Yeah. And so, like, that part of it made me really uncomfortable. That's why I can't fucking watch the show Big Mouth. I don't know how people watch that show. That show is just uncomfortable. so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. So I I had not... It goes so over the top with it, it does not bother me, but I I I understand how someone would be bothered. There was a, a point where a kid tucked it back and was just air humping, was like, oh my gosh, this is great. And it's like... Okay, that might actually happen in, in <laughs> locker rooms and shit, but like, god damn. Like, at, at, at what point am I supposed to laugh? This is the fifth time he's done this in this 20 minute episode. Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm that, sorry. And it's like, it's, that's bad. Anything like with kind of like sexual tension or anything like that with a younger protagonist, I guess is the word I'm looking for, or characters. Always, I, it's not my kind of media. I, I don't enjoy it. But at the same time, if I was watching this when I was 14 and I was relating to that and like budding sexuality and like this like coming of age story kind of thing, I'd have been like mind blown kind of thing. Kind of like uh, with with Fooly Cooly watching that when I was young. I was like, oh, yeah, I don't understand these things either. Main character. Like, yeah, but I agree with you. So I'm in similar boat, but like if it's between adolescence, I think it's okay. But when things get weird slash pedophilic, like fully coolly, that was pretty suspect. But, you know, we were 14, 15, 16 at the time. So it was like, ah, sick. 
But yeah, that's that's what I mean, where it's like, yes, it is suspect when we look back on it and from the eyes of like our 30 something year old. But when I was 14 watching that, that was so formative. for Yeah. Me. And so, again, I think this I think watching it if I was a little bit younger would have hit it harder. Yeah. But now I have I've I've got the boomer goggles on. <laughs> where I've hit the point where I wake up in back pain every day and I'm shaking my fist at those damn kids. Yeah, they, they did something interesting in the show. Interesting. Uh, maybe that's not the word. But they, they did this thing, at, at least in the beginning, where they had like long panning shots of the fact that uh, the main character, Vampire Girl, was not wearing a Nazana. ton of clothes. Yeah, Nazana. Yeah. yeah, and they did away with it a little bit towards the end, but like early on, it was just like slow panning still of... The fact that this artist took the effort to draw their stomach muscles. Well, yeah, the first mm-hmm. shot we get of Nazana is like a slow shot up the city, and then it's like up her leg and stuff. Of like, oh, I forgot about this. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm glad they didn't do it too too much. Like, it kind of makes sense for like a 14 year old just to kind of take it in because this is probably the first yeah. he's ever seen in person some someone dressed like this, um, especially mm-hmm. that seems around his age. Uh, and then she's wearing like the craziest heel wedge pump things i don't know i'm not into shoes like that but she's <laughs> but the whole show she has these really extreme fucking sh- uh heels on which i'm like man they do a lot of running god damn that's a that's impressive also she jumps off buildings and they somehow yeah. don't break mm-hmm. <laughs> they're they're made of like adamantium yeah, or something yeah like- Yep. She has pure vibranium and, stilettos. And well. then about three-fourths of the way through the episode, one of the things that got on my nerves was the two-thirds to three-fourths of the way through the episode, let's hit you with a musical interlude montage. And it happens almost <laughs> every motherfucking episode. Like, it, it worked the first time. I was like, ah, oh, sick. Yeah, I'm in. And there's a there's a particular synthy bassy track that they use that reminds me of the intro to uh, a Radiohead song, everything in its place. It's I played them side by side. I was like, Jesus Christ, they could have sampled it. <laughs> um, but the first episode was interesting enough that like, she's kind of spooky vampire, you know, and she did she already take him back to his place in the first episode. Yeah, because the first episode, um, they're like, let's cuddle. And then that's when she bites him the first time. Yeah. Or or let's go to sleep together, I guess, is actually what it was. Not cuddle, but. And he's just pretending to be asleep. Yeah. So he's all wakeful. And she's like, hey, kid, are you asleep? And he doesn't respond. So she's like, oh, fuck yeah, it's real demon hours now. (laughs) And like goes in for the kill, so to speak. She doesn't fucking kill him, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So. But yeah, then. Oh, oh I was going to say, so now, you know, homies in this situation, uh, when, and that leads kind of directly to episode two. Uh, sh- well, well, so the end of episode one, he's like freaking out. He's like, oh shit, am I going to be a vampire now? And she's like, nah, nah, nah mm. it doesn't work that way. You can only turn into a vampire if someone that you love drinks your blood. And he's like, oh shit. Okay. Well, I want to be a vampire, so I'm going to fall in love with you. And she's like. I no, I don't think so. And he's like, "Well, you said my blood tasted good, so let's make a deal. You get to keep drinking my blood. I get to hang out with you. If I fall in love, then hey." And she's like, "Yeah, fine, fuck it. That's a that's a decent deal. Steady supply what a of food. Weird. And your blood tastes good. Like kind of toxic ass relationship. I don't know that. Oh, man. it is. Yeah, 
I do enjoy Nazana's though, where she can say some dirty ass shit, but then you talk about romance and she just like is a shit just yeah. turns into a shell yeah, of a that's, person. That's, yeah, that's cute. Um, the the collar of the coat comes up to yep. like cover up only under her eyes. I am a sucker for like, big ass collars though. I haven't watched too much fucking anime and the big ass collars. Oh, I'm like, oh yeah, that's tight. <laughs> oh, her that like trench coat thing that she rocks most of the show is awesome. Mm-hmm. That thing has Batman physics where it can oh, just it do does. whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it happens in episode two about halfway. <laughs> where it's, it's like, like the bat wings. And it's something like 20 feet long now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I I, definitely wrote vampire cloak action. And it, it made me think of uh, Vampire Hunter D on all their cloaks. Yes. Cloaks just were apparently in on this plot. And we're like, oh, shit. Dramatic time. Extendo. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and the cloak on... Uh, on the uh, main vampire in Bloodlust, he literally uses it as armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was tight as shit. That is uh, the 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 gold standard for my vampire, you know, fiction. Oh, absolutely. That was yeah. that blew my mind when I saw that as a kid. Told- so, fun fact: Caitlin picked up the Vampire Hunter D novel. Oh, good. Okay, not knowing that it's based on anime, and it's a thick fucking novel. And she was like, oh, this just seems like an interesting story. And I was like, I, I was encouraging. I was like, oh, you should pick it up, babe. Just go ahead and read mm-hmm. it. Tell me what you think afterward. And she, like, read through it and was explaining. She's like, it's a really interesting story. Like, I think it could be a really good show. And I was like, I've got some good fucking news <laughs> for you, buddy. <laughs> so is it based on just the original movie or is it both? It's a little bit of both. So, mm-hmm. okay. like, the Not first sure. half is one part because it's a thick, thick book. So the first half is one part, and then the back half is the other part. I don't remember the order, but it was, it's like the whole deal. So, but anyway, this isn't the Vampire yeah. Hunter D. So, so this episode, episode two, uh, he's he's going back out after this uh, little liaison he had, and he's going out for the next night. And then now the colors are really popping. Like I think mm-hmm. this one was really yellow. Everything was very yellow. Um, music was solid again. You know, at this point. I felt like the show was leaning very heavily on the vibes and music because the content wasn't that compelling just yet. Like they, they popped it off. They did. They said the thing and I was like, okay, cool. We're, we're getting into the, the new normal for them. And it's like, okay, that's fine. But killer baseline. But then she's just keeps calling him boy. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. I had forgotten that part too. And that was it in the uh, sub and dub. I only rewatched it. Was the sub, well, she okay. calls him Shonen a lot. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's it's both because I did my normal flip flopping thing, and yeah, it's both, and it's uncomfortable. Yeah, I had forgotten that. I I understand that was probably written in the original manga. They should have changed it, especially for the dub. They should have changed it, bro. <laughs> what was she like going around like fucking Kratos every ten minutes? Boy, 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 boy listen. What do you know of love, boy? Um. So. Yeah, you know, episode one and two, and uh, they're they're all right. They set up the plot. Um, music's really good. They're, they're really flexing with the music and the colors, um, and it was it was working more or less. And then it seems like we've glossed over a lot because not a lot of terribly important shit happens most of the time. Um, but episode two ends with touching on one of Ko's. So this whole time, Ko doesn't even think he has friends, mm-hmm. and. So he's thinking that he's having to explore this with Nazna, you know, what what is what is being a friend? And she laughs at him like, "What? How do you not have a friend? Like, you're a 14-year-old boy, you got to have something." <laughs> she straight up says that's pathetic. Yeah. 
And uh, then we get this plot about um, this childhood friend, which is, goes into episode three. And then Ko is... I don't, I don't know if he's got some tisms going on. How did he not know he had friends? People that wanted to I hang out with it. him. So the way he discovers he has a friend, to me, was one of those, I will let you have this plot, but I'm not forgiving you for it. <laughs> Because yeah. he buys these like wristwatch, they call them receivers. They're basically just watch walkie talkies. Mm-hmm. Um, buys these like watch walkie talkies for him and Nazana is like, hey, this will help us get into contact if we're like kind of in the same area because they have a limited range or whatever. And he finds this old one that he has a, had as a kid, this red one that he left on like a apartment building mailbox on the top of a mailbox for. And this was also an interesting thing, side tangent. They do a flashback in the manga here that they did not do in the anime, which I thought was odd. Um, but he leaves it, like, on the, you know, the apartment building, like, it's a, everybody's mailboxes in yeah. the same big box. He leaves it on top of that. Someone ends up taking it, but he never had the courage to, like, do the call thing. Like, it just beeped when someone was in the area, but he never had the courage to talk. So he's wearing that again. He hears the receiver go off, and he's like, oh, Nazana. And he's like, whoa, shit, what? This is the red one? Yeah. What the fuck? And he turns around, and it's his friend Akira. Yeah. From forever ago. And she's wearing the blue one that he dropped off at the apartment building. So the difference here, actually, was in the anime, she's like, yeah, you gave it to me as a kid. And uh, Ko was like, no, I didn't. You... I gave it to you in person? And she's like, she says something, a a line about like, oh no, you left it in my mailbox. In the manga, there's a flashback showing him as a little kid trying to put it on top of the box, but he's a short little kid and he can't really reach. And it like goes into one specific box. Oh. The anime just had him putting it up there and her watching. Yeah, and so from her perspective... Yeah, he gave it directly to me. He just, I wasn't home at the time, and when I was coming back, I saw him drop it in there. Oh, interesting. And I don't know why they left that out of the Because that was confusing why she assumed that it was for her. That's what I thought. Yeah. Because I I thought that was odd, and so I even, like, went back to the manga and, like, looked for that part, and I was like, oh, yeah. No, this was pretty, pretty specific from her perspective, specifically given to her. So I thought that was a weird cut, just a... Interesting thing. But yeah, it's, that, oh, and it's not ahead. like these were cramped episodes plot wise. Like they could have easily fit that in. Oh somewhere. yeah, easy. In that shot that he that they did put in of him yeah. putting it up there. Yeah, spend yeah. another fifteen seconds expanding on it so she it's obvious that she she received it when he actually yeah. dropped it in her mailbox. So I, by episode three, I was already bored with the two main characters. And I'm glad Akira <laughs> showed up. <laughs> what? Uh, but but so so I'm glad Akira showed up and I was like oh okay we're gonna have this <sighs> triangle I wouldn't know about love triangle but there's a triangle whatever tripod there's tension, attention triangle there's yeah tension. yeah <laughs> they're pushing and pulling for different reasons though because um, she seems mm-hmm. to genuinely just want like him to be okay and going to school doing the normal shit um mm-hmm. but uh you know I I wrote like how is this guy so dense. He had a friend that stuck around, kind of, was just there waiting. To be fair, friendship goes both ways. Yeah, You know, like, she 
So like, why aren't these people just, I mean, people just drift apart. Never mind. Um, but got Dan got the only answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, I just and said it's it anime where people aren't allowed to say how they feel. Oh That's yeah, anime rule number one. Oh yeah, no, I will go about three fourths the way through my sentence, and then someone will interrupt me, and I will never finish that sentence again. Ever. Ever. Yep. Um, but it is lost into the ether. But uh, <laughs> so Akira's got a different problem where. <sighs> And this is one of my gripes with the show, like not developing the side friends very good at all because mm-hmm. they straight up disappear for like six goddamn episodes. Yeah. And yeah, because. Oh, please go ahead. Yeah. Akira's in like three and four and then barely pops in and then suddenly shows back up and again in 11. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, I, and for like a big reason in 11. Oh, too. totally. Like, so that was totally. And I was like, this is fucking mm-hmm. weird. Like. I thought we were going to have this, you know, he's got his fantastical silly plot of trying to become a vampire, but I thought he would have this, like him hanging out with his two friends, uh, have, have that be the slow growth that it should have been, but they just straight up cut him out because she, and then they spent way, way too much time on Akira for how little she impacted the, well, for, uh, for a little screen time, she did have an impact, but so she's kind of in a similar boat. It seems like just kind of going through the routine doesn't have a home life, just goes home and goes to bed and just wakes up and goes to school at like three or 4 a.m. or some shit. But she bro, her life was depressed. Yeah, she yeah, she looked like her. Well, she, I guess her hair was always kind of that like shaggy look and kind of listless eyes. But like, I thought we were getting so much more Akira <laughs> because we had this flashback of her being this like outgoing goofy kid you know and was just very engaged with you know the main character and then now she's kind of listless and reserved and seemingly quite depressed just like Ko, but for maybe slightly different reasons and you know they're doing their own thing I'm like, oh okay sick you know they're both gonna be building their friendship they're gonna be able to dig themselves out of their funk nope they just decide to meet up every morning for an episode or two and just have a chat and get and catch up and stuff. And um, that's it. Rip accurate. Cause I was like, Oh, she's, she's great. She's an interesting character. And, you know, she could be the polar like opposite to Nas and us and, you know, have that be the tension of the show is his like vampire life and his human life kind of battling it out. I was going to say, I wanted more of that where it's like this dichotomy of doing forgive the expression comparing night and day where it's literally like (laughs) comparing his nightlife, like with hanging out with this vampire and this fantastical thing juxtaposed against him in his daytime life with like normal school, family, friends, like the quote unquote mundane human world. Mm -hmm. And I wanted them to strike a balance between that. I get that the show and the manga is called, call of the night but still having that like pull from the daytime side of him I think would have been a interesting character choice and plot wise I would have liked a lot more of that yeah agreed especially too even if it wasn't necessarily him going to school but just more time spent with his school friends and stuff so he has more of that interaction with quote unquote humanity versus vampires at night and then kind of that Mm -hmm 
pull from both sides more than it felt like there was. There's a little bit of that at the end of the season after they have the vampire encounter and they're trying to be like, why, yeah, why do you want to become this? They forced it. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. That that That's it, a weakness. It could have been there sooner mm-hmm. and a longer development of it. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, although <laughs> Akira does say like at one point they're all talking. She's like, would the monster not talk right now? <laughs> like just straight up says oh, it. Yeah. But oh, Nausicaa just showing off to everyone that she's a goddamn vampire. Like so quick. And it's touch, you know, they talk about it later, but usually mo- vampire fiction is very secretive, you know, keep it quiet. There's this book that I read by uh, Christopher Bullman. Is his pseudo name? I don't know what he is. Uh, but he wrote this book called Lesser Dead. Uh, and it's fantastic. It's a vampire fiction in the 70s. So I was constantly thinking about this stuff and like how they ran their society because later on in the show, they like have these kind of, they have like a bit of a structure with their vampire group and they have to run by it or they get in trouble. And then the less in the, the lesser dead book, they were doing the same shit. They're like, we don't kill people. We don't turn people without like working together and talking about it. If there's a problem, we go to the other family heads, um, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But like, we don't bring attention to ourselves at all. It's like, you think we're monsters. There are millions of them. There are a dozen of us. Yeah, yeah. And um, so that's what I was kind of hoping for they would do later. And they touch on it. And then they're just like, oh, it's guidelines. We just like gossip instead. And I'm like, meh, boring. Um, I think they were setting it up to where that could be a, a through point later. I think right now, at least in this stage sure. of the show, we're still very heavy world building. Mm-hmm. It's. I would call the first seven episodes, maybe at least world building. And then we kind of start to get into it. Uh, Episode three is when I started noticing each episode has a musical interlude montage at about two thirds of the way through the episode. And it's getting a little formulaic. (laughs) Um, But you know, they they had some good dialogue in here. Uh, For some reason, Akira gets roped into hanging out and doing the cuddle session. Yeah, I was yeah. a little surprised that happened. Yeah, she's like, um, what am I doing here? What is going on? I need to leave. <laughs> yeah. But I did appreciate the like the energy at the end of the episode, though, where it's just like the music and the rain mm-hmm. uh, kind of bringing her to sleep was like, that's a cool touch. Yeah. I've, I've definitely like felt that of, I have something I need to go, but the world is like closing in on me and like putting me to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And which yeah, I liked a lot. I liked that that vibe there. I thought that was going to be the 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 plot. It was like these folks hanging out is going to slowly help their mental mental problems and they're able to get some good fucking sleep. That that's the actual call of the night. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait till I uh show you guys Insomniacs after school. Ooh, that yeah. is the plot of yeah, that yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um also, these vampires don't really give a fuck about the sun unless something very specific happens. But I don't. I was hoping for a little Seems bit like of that. They don't like it, but they're definitely not like dead. Yeah, instantly yeah they're not being in the sun. Um, yeah. But they do touch on that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, at least they don't sparkle. Oh, God. Look at me. I'm a monster. Anywho. He's Batman now. <sighs> Episode four. It's a high side, but I got to say, he's a very good Batman. Just saying. Oh, I, um, he, he had a great Batman. Uh, th- we also do get the 
uh, first kiss in the end of episode three before we go up to four. Mm, um, yeah. Which also, this was odd to me that Nazana says that this is her first kiss. Yeah, I, something about Nazana's story doesn't add up. It's like you have to fall in love with someone to become a vampire, yet she's super embarrassed by the concept of love and really well, the way she explains it has never really been in love before. That was a kind like. of a plot point because very very much so later on, someone's like, I can turn you. And he's like, what are you talking about? It's like, oh, I have like ways to like manipulate you. So it feels like mm-hmm. the version of love can be, it is very broad while Nazana may have like, a very specific idea what it is. And they've even said later that like, we don't know much about ourselves. So mm-hmm. they, I, th- I think it's just, I have an idea of what it should be, but you know, maybe she had an, a, like an, a, like you could be turned by a parent or something like the, the I was going to say, cause there a lot of when it comes to the conversation of love, they're only treating it as romantic mm-hmm. love. Whereas there are so many more versions of love out there in the world. Like I love my friends. I don't want to be romantically involved with them, but <laughs> I'm still comfortable in saying that I love them Yeah, and I have love for them. You know what I mean? Same like with my family. Like it's not a romantic love, but I love my mother. Like I love my grandma. I love my siblings. You know what yeah, I mean? Like for sure. So it's a different kind of thing. So I think it's, touching on that it could be this broad spectrum but they don't talk about it they just kind of dance and flirt around it and specifically nazana who should know how she turned into a vampire seems to have basically regard this as only romantic love. yeah right yeah which i again i find odd and i don't know i don't know if they're setting up for something later that i just can't see yet it's hard for me to say I just know that, like, in the back of my mind, it's something's tickling, like, ah, this doesn't sit right. There's definitely a lot of it's hard for me to potential judge. with a lot of the things they did set up. It's just that during this 13-episode run, they didn't follow through with a ton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of teasing at the very end of some cool stuff they could do yeah. with this, but... Yeah, they definitely took their time getting mm-hmm. to it at the yeah. end. Um, so, episode four, though, we get more Akira's time, and she's very depressed... It's weird, though, so that she is suddenly caring about her friend and then just let it go dark for so long. So, so long that even though Koza, you know, emotionally uh, stunted idiot, uh, long enough for him to go, oh, we must not be friends. Um, but she, I will she, say so I, she's suddenly caring. I, I got to interject a little bit there. I don't know if it's like a sudden or a drop off thing. Sometimes it's hard to keep up that same energy especially if it's not being reciprocated mm-hmm. where it's like, a, Oh, I can care about this person, but they don't seem to give a shit about anything going on with me. Yeah. That's what Why I was saying. Like, like Akira is suddenly now doing all this. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I'm saying like if Akira though, if she had care for Ko and Ko wasn't reciprocated. Oh, that's, that's why she I pulled mean. back potentially. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, and it seems it like, also... I was going to say, it seems like Ko in general felt very kind of, distant from a lot of people and probably wasn't reciprocating that's energy fair yeah in his in the friendships because he felt very confused at both akira and i'm gonna forget the other dude's name flower um, shop kid who i don't know yeah yeah who also thought they were friends and he's just like we we were friends yeah Question yeah right? yeah I mean, i'm just trying to chalk it up to like i'm trying to i'm looking through the lens of like a reasonably emotionally intelligent adult and these are just kids winging it learning everything for the first time yeah you know? with 
and as the show i think establishes pretty well not a lot of emotional intelligence going around yeah. at least in the early part of the show and like well, in this part i kind of relate to as well because i had friends growing up that i wasn't quite sure if we were friends like mm-hmm. specifically a friend of mine i remember i remember even having this conversation where i was like yeah for a while i was questioning like if we were friends because you'd never like call to hang out or text or anything like that and he was like Honestly, I had the same thing because you weren't like calling or texting or hitting me up. Yeah. So yeah, the street goes both ways. Communicating to me. Yeah. So it was like you weren't communicating with me. So I thought I was bothering you when I would try to communicate with you. And I was like, oh shit, I thought the same thing. Like, my bad. Yeah. Like, let's make a better effort to communicate. So a 14 year old in this particular part of it, I get. And I, because I also remember going through that. But at the same time, if someone seems to be doing fine on their own and you don't think, whether correctly or incorrectly, that you're adding any value to their life, you might not try to inject yourself into their life as much. Mm -hmm. And so from Akira's standpoint, I get that in this where it's like she cared, but she's like, he's doing fine without me. I don't need to put myself here. So I get that. And then now seeing that he's like in this weird place. And being like, okay, maybe I do need to step up and be there. Yeah. Well, I think part of it is too is the when he stopped going to school suddenly. That's what she like, noticed. Oh, yeah. did, did something happen? Is he okay? What's going yeah. on? Yeah, I've had that. Especially because he's been a good student. Like he gets good yeah. grades and things like that. So to have that guy suddenly not drop out, but uh, essentially you're kind of like, whoa, this is a big red flag. Like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, yeah he's not like the stereotypical punk who you're like, oh, that dude dropped out about time. <laughs> yeah, like, I expected this. Like, oh, he's failing and his home life is awful and he gets in fights all the time. That guy not coming to school? I get it. The dude that's making straight A's seems to be well-adjusted. He suddenly stops coming to school? Yeah, I'm, an, I'm probably going to be concerned. Like, I'm not... I'm not not concerned about that other kid and what he's going through. But that kid not showing up to school when it's regular behavior is less of a red flag than this is a person that has done the same thing every day for years and then they suddenly stop doing that. That's a red flag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the episode ends with Akira saying, even if you turn into a uh, want, still plan on becoming a vampire, I'm not going to stop trying to get you to come back to school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which I also thought it was like, school is in the daytime, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, night school, whatever it needs to be. I don't care what you are. You need to do some learning. There was one bit in episode four where Ko tries to set a boundary with Nazana, and she just says, no. And I, I forgot what he was saying that he didn't want to do or happen or some specifics, maybe about the feeding time. I'm not sure. But she just just says, no, like, that's not going to happen. That's not going to work for okay. me. I, I did not remember I that. I might have to go back on it and, and look it up, but. Um, there was a lot of boundary pushing in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Nazana also said also, in this episode, "Oh, today it's girl guy girl, hey." <laughs> Again, because oh, they all yeah. are, are hanging out. God, I will say, I always weirdly find it enjoyable when people play dating sims in an anime. I don't know what it is about that shit. <laughs> yeah. It's always funny to me. I, I don't even play dating sims, but that's just just funny to me. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I usually find it pretty entertaining, too, because usually they make a lot of fun of dating sims, yeah. which I appreciate. Yeah. Um, I love this one, though, where he's like intentionally saying, I'm not going to go to school. I'm not going to go to school. Yeah. They're yeah. like, it's a game. It's a game. You can go to school in the game. <laughs> yeah, really doubling down on that. Um, this episode, we have uh, 
one of the anime tropes, we have a bathhouse episode. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of like the Nazana yeah. perspective episode. Yeah, that, that was nice. You know, it only took five episodes to get that, but you know, here we are. Um, and then we get the explanation of her job as a professional cuddler. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man, my alarm was going off like crazy. Because yeah. my high dive alarm in a post-domestic girlfriend world I was like, God fucking damn it. Don't. Please don't do this. Jesus Christ, don't. Also, yeah, I get it. Nazana has a gigantic goddamn apartment. I I yeah. forgot. I thought they were always in, like, the one room. Just at the whole time. But then mm-hmm. this was the first episode where they, they were clearly traveling between rooms. Because Nazana gives Ko a nice massage. And she's pooped, but then a, new, a client shows up. So then she's like, nope, 14-year-old boy's never done this before. You need to touch a stranger and maybe cuddle with them. I thought that'd be the selling point for you. Y- yeah. And so whatever. He He's forced to do that. But then they show, like, the, the room that she's gaming in, which is literally just got a state, a game uh, console, a TV, and nothing else. A Bay Station. A Bay Station. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it's obviously just a PS1. It's a 1, too. <laughs> With the same logo, but instead of the P, it's a B, and I cracked up at that. Yeah, so she's like, I'm just going to do this, and this tired office worker who's like maybe early 20s, I I assume, got to be at least 10 years older uh, than him. She's an adult. She's an adult. Yep. And But she's like, oh, I'll split this. It's 4,000 yen. And I was like, wait, hold on. And then I started Googling it up, and I was like, why is he so excited about 14 goddamn bucks? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's $14 and a kiss. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He didn't care about the money. That's right. But, like, also, you guys are getting the massages for $28? Okay. That's nothing. Yeah. I, if I could get a good massage for $28, bucks, i would be there every week. <laughs> okay. But let's look at the circumstances. You have to go to someone's apartment that you don't know at 3 fucking a.m. And there's no, like, health or safety regulations. Or anything like that. Like, yeah, that seems like a. But she wears like a nurse's uniform. That's chill, right? (laughs) That makes it. They gotta pay extra (laughs) for that. I get normally. Um, Um, and something else I liked about this episode before we got to the whole massage part is when she's in the bathhouse and she's sitting there saying, "Do you know how much it sucks to not be able to see your own reflection?" Oh, (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, that was good for me. It's not something I even thought about, and then it's just like. Her washing up and she can't look at trying to wash her hair. And I'm like, yeah, that'd be miserable. Man, I did not even think about it. I was have to do all that by touch. I was kind of hoping for a bit if those two were to go to like a photo booth together and do those funny shots. And then like it comes out in the reel and it's just him by himself. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be really funny. But no, they didn't. Um, Yeah, maybe we'll get a season two. Episode six. Um. Starts off with some ambient music that sounds a lot like some of the tracks from like Minecraft, like the M83's chill, like nighttime mm-hmm. tracks. Like the music in Minecraft is killer. I know children have taken over that whole sphere, but uh, that music was always really good. And you know the big heavy synths. That was, this was the first time we hit that that Radiohead bit. I'll 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 play it for you uh, later. I'll link it. But like just the the big heavy synths. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Remind me of Radiohead, and but homie is is down for the smooch. He is all over it, 
and but he's doing this, he's trying trying to pull off this massage for the first time he's ever done all this shit. And this poor lady needs therapy. Like, man, really fuck Bro. Japanese office culture. Oh yeah, it's Bro. bad. Um I mean, though this episode in particular, I really it's I haven't had as bad a work experience, but I really related to like that frustration and like like I don't want to work. It's awful. I just want to go like wander around the neighborhood at 3 a.m. and forget about all of it. Like I, I connected to that really well. Yeah. Yeah. Nazana can go through walls. That wasn't established at all. Oh, yeah. Just yep. out of nowhere. And like, I think that's the only time it happens. No, yeah, is that one shot at all. <laughs> like I, I expected all. Nazana to fuck with Ko like every time he went to the bathroom or something. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> she's like 50 okay yeah no i know that's the line okay uh <laughs> no, no 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 that's not the line but that's, that's what i expect her to fuck with him. him just like totally just mess with him um but then or like pop out like fall down from the yeah. ceiling like into the room or something like anything that. Like, i would fuck play like that's dope mayhem. that's totally that's gag like material right there like you could have a lot of fun with oh that. yeah um but they don't and so they're trying to do this. He's even, they're they're just talking with this office worker lady. Um, Nazana comes in and gets. I forgot what prompts this, but right before she pitches her, well, what what prompted her to pitch her? I forgot. Oh, her phone started ringing with a call from her boss, and Co said, "Do not answer that. You are in no shape to keep dealing with this. Just stay here, finish your massage, ignore the fucking phone call." And she wasn't gonna do it, and so. Nazana says, oh, I can solve this problem. And just throws her out the, throws her out the window. Yeets <laughs> <laughs> her out the window. They caught her and they have a chat. And then this is it. So, so this was the first time Ko uh, popped off. He's, he just straight up says, girls tend to like me. He just says it. Yeah. And then I just wrote, okay, King. <laughs> like, all right. All right. Good job. Good. All right. Good for you, brother. I will say this is also one of the, Maybe not the first episode, but one of the first episodes where I noticed like Ko's just massive confidence in himself. Yeah, I gotta respect that. For for just out of nowhere, nothing like I'm not gonna let you leave. And it's like, sir, you are a teenager. I can leave. Yeah. Whatever. The it, fuck I so want. that was kind of the yeah, but then consistent. But he later bits. does that to vampires, where it's like, I'm not gonna let you. I'm like, what the fuck are you gonna do to stop? This was me? the. Like, uh, Gr- the the growth explosion I was talking about, where it's like we don't have yeah. that lead up. He just belts it out every now and then. Yeah, yeah. It's it's strange where he seems to get this unfounded confidence because there's nothing about his character up to this point that would like make you think that he is confident enough in himself to know that you can just be like, you need to listen to me. Yeah, or just capable. Like whatever he would later say, like I'm not gonna let you do that. But he would say that to a vampire who obviously has, like, super-duper strength and inhuman abilities. And decades on him. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, like, what do you mean, let? Let how? You have no power here. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, every 14-year-old probably thinks he fucking box Dracula. So, I'm Uh, sure 14-year-old Marcus thought that I could box Dracula. Oh, of course. So, So, at some point, Nazana wants to do something fun. She's she's bored. Mm -hmm. And... Which is another story bit that they just dump on us later that she's, she was just bored. Everyone's just bored. Um, but anywho, so, but she kind of says, like, hey, I'm kind of bored. Let's do something fun. Like, let's go to a pool. And then they go to some 
either like a hotel pool or it, 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 was, it was very populated for how late it was. But it was like a, it I, seemed like a club yeah. kind of thing, like a bar pool thing. Yeah, like a place you probably pay cover for. It sounds like you can rent swimwear. They have drinks. Mm-hmm. Although I wouldn't, I, I seem like a cool vibe. Yeah, it seemed but cool, but I will say often. I never want to rent swimwear, dude. I Ide- ideally too. not. Yeah, I I thought that as well, and I was just like, man, y'all are so confident and just the. System. And then he was wearing sunglasses. That was so weird. It's like it's it's pitch black. Like it's it's nighttime. I wear my yeah. sunglasses. Stopping there for coffee. Um, yeah, for only three seconds. Uh, so, um, I I did like that she had these like pretty intense black nails the whole time that she was clearly different than everyone else a little or at least orc or goth one of the two and um so she goes up to get a drink she comes back down gets approached by two dudes um that are like hey like what are you, are you here by yourself like are you you, you want to come join us blah 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 and you know what they were the most reasonable anime characters who have ever approached a girl in any <laughs> anime i've ever seen <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're just like because <laughs> yeah. they were like kind of talking to her, but nothing like, "Hey, you want to come my way for a good time?" You know, kind of real sleazy. I don't know. That's my sleazy voice. And watch as I put my moves on her. <laughs> yeah, wow, they, wow. Yeah, they didn't touch her. They didn't touch her. They just calmly talked to her. They didn't corner like, her like they all do. Yeah, didn't corner. her. Nazana was engaging with them, and they were like, "Oh, cool." Let's chat. Yeah, and then they're like, they're yeah. even like, we're, didn't, did you come with a guy? Like, you know, what's going on? And she's like, oh, don't worry about it. And they're like, okay, I guess. Like, you know, they, they don't know him. And, um, but then he shows up, grabs her by the hand, you know, because he's panicking a little bit or whatever, sees this. And they're just like, oh, oh, so, so it was like that. All right, cool. Bye. <laughs> and like, that's it. Yeah. I was like, man. And like, they're going to say like, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And considering some of the other boundary pushing in the show, that was kind of weird and out of place. Right. Yeah. Right. But these dudes were like, ah, oh, yeah. shit. G- g- like, you know, this this kid's, you know, swinging for the fences. Good for him. Good luck, brother. <laughs> yep. I will also say I laughed really hard at these dudes where he's like, yeah, we don't usually do stuff like this. And the other guy goes, yeah, we're not good at talking to girls. I'm like, bro, shut up. Stop that. That's not how you open. <laughs> like, that is not a flirting tactic that I've ever heard. Hi. Yes, I would like to approach you, but I'm not good at it. Fill in the gap no, for me. I'm going to start off by negging myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all you have to do is walk up to him and smile and laugh. That's all you have to do to talk to girls. <laughs> That's a Tucker Dale vs. Evil reference. And, uh... <laughs> yeah. So, but then... These kids keep killing themselves on my <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's a, it's a crime that we haven't gotten a goddamn sequel for that. Oh, and I haven't seen, you know, Big Guy in anything since. Anywho, uh... Uh, we got another musical interlude as sh- they leave the pool and Nazana's like feeling slightly guilty for teasing him uh, and mm-hmm. manipulating him. Like, I don't know. Like, she-, she was clearly fucking with those dudes to get attention I from from Co. She was playing the jealousy. Yeah, yeah. For and that's, sure. That's fucked like- up. Um, and they have a musical interlude and things are better. Cool. <laughs> after jumping into a private pool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At his school. Oh, that's right. It wasn't his school. It was his, it was school, his school's yeah. pool. They keep going back to the school over and over again. Well, yeah. that's where Nazana likes to hunt. For the children. <laughs> Jesus. She's comfortable there. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> for cuddling. And um, episode seven. 
Uh, yeah, we finally get some uh, other vampires showing up, and they show up hard. They're fucking cool. Yeah, there's all, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh shit, it's happening. Finally, some like interesting shit. And then yeah, how it plays out is different than what I hoped for. But you know, but we already <laughs> forgot about like episode seven. I just wrote, did we just forget about Akira? Cool. Yeah, for a while Basically. at least. Um, but yeah, episode seven, we get. Uh, we, cause he's he's out and about again. He sees this uh, blonde girl, a schoolgirl seems like, a Gyaru type, I guess is what they call them, and she's yeah he th- he thinks she's in high school, mm-hmm. and she's turning down men on a street corner who are talking to her. Uh, she goes to talk to Ko because he just waves at her from across the street. They like make eye contact or something. Well, she waves yeah. first. He was like, is she staring at me? And then she waves and he's just kind of like, oh, hey. Yeah, but like, I appreciated that you maybe she expected him to like run over and try to get her number or something. But he was just like, nope. Mm. Hi there. Hello. I acknowledge. I'm acknowledging <laughs> your presence. Yeah. <laughs> and then she shows up, starts talking. She's also like super disaffected. Like that's the kind of, that's the one main consistent thing that everyone's just kind of tired, bored, burned out of just their normal or what their normal is. And um but then oh no. She leads him away. And she's a vampire. Oh no. This was a very Tokyo Ghoul episode at first. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you have this kid that's like tired and like apathetic about life, blah blah blah, and then like a baddie shows up to show him the world. <laughs> And then turns out, no, 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 she just wants to fucking eat See, him. yeah, Ko just looks at her and goes, man, I ain't never been with a Betty. Oh. And just like, <laughs> I'm going in. <laughs> Jesus. And, um, but there's like a little bit of a fight and like, they don't fuck around. Like, rips off an arm. Yeah. Immediately rips off yeah, an arm. she's, so she's about not to, playing. uh, what, what was her name? Oh, damn it. Blonde one? Yeah, she's got a name. Sari. Sari. Yes, Sari. Uh, Sari's like, oh boy, I cannot fucking wait to feast on you, kid. And she's about to go in for the kill. And then suddenly, Nazana pops up out of nowhere, caped crusader in the night, and just slashes off this girl's arm. Ko's kind of like, what the fuck is Is she just stalking him whenever they're not actively hanging out? I think so. Cool. Long silence. <laughs> cool. Yeah, don't edit that out. That's important. I, I have no evidence to refute that that is what is happening. And there seems to be some evidence supporting yeah. it. So so yeah. one one thing that I another thing that I was thinking about, like that one book that I read, but then also it was this like old dragon magazine article for D and then you know Pathfinder. And it was talking about like the nature of undead. And it was talking about vampires. And it's it really reframed vampires from at least in a, a D&D setting, but it kind of bleeds over into any fiction where it's like a vampire is like always. And I'm not saying this show is doing that, but this is the, my, my headspace. Mm-hmm. A vampire is an undead creature. All of the charisma and uh, showing off that they do and care that they have and um, allure that they have. It's all affected because they're hungry undead. That's it. It's all bullshit. Yeah, it's it's not real. Tactic. They're all just monsters, just utilizing all of their tricks and tools that they have. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I wish the show would have done something like that, but no, they generally seem like they're just people who have like, you know, of a, 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 an iron deficiency or something. And um, <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be about it. Um, but you know, but the but the kid gets taken by some other vampires while Sari and uh, Nazna have to go duke it out. He's brought to some posh was it like a club in the daytime or something but it was like looked like a venue of some sort that was kind of put away i mean it looked like a rooftop hangout yeah is what it yeah. but they're all just hanging lounging being cool and interviewing our, our boy co yep and taking turns trying to seduce the 14 year old yeah and there's one in the group who looks about his age mm-hmm. um but you know, they could all be 700 years old, so uh, yeah. I don't know. Fun fact, the voice actor for Nico, the, like, blonde, or not blonde, but, like, redheaded businesswoman-looking mm-hmm. one, same voice actor as Kashima from Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun. Huh. Oh. And so I heard that voice, and I was like, I know that, homie, like, immediately, <laughs> and, like, Googled it, and I was like, oh, yep, that's nice. Monica Real. Nice. Okay, cool. Like. But yeah, so they go, they take him here, and they're kind of like, look, kid, here's the ultimatum. You can fall in love with one of us and become a vampire, or we can fucking kill you. Like, you know too much about vampires. As a human, we cannot let you live. And for me, this is where I was kind of like, oh, yeah, oh, is this about to pop off? Okay. It's a shame that it took us this long to get here, but we're getting mm-hmm. like some of this stuff kind of approach what I want. And so I was pretty all mm-hmm. in on this episode. And Ko's basically like, no, I I want I want Nazda. I want to fall in love with Nazda, no matter how long it takes, even if it takes multiple years. And then they're all kind of like, oh. And then it goes into episode eight. Well, so yep. a bit more on Surprise. seven. <laughs> a bit yeah. more on seven. They they're talking about like they like to turn virgins and stuff. Uh, oh, and yeah. so I immediately thought of what we do in the shadows. That bit where they're like, "Why do you always go after virgins?" <laughs> well, you know, it's cool, but also if someone offered you a sandwich, you you'd prefer that someone not fucked it first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I was thinking during that. (laughs) Have you gotten far enough in the show, Dan, to get to the blood orgy episode? I ain't seen shit. I've just seen clips. Okay. Well, there's Uh, a later episode where they get two virgins, uh, a a guy and a girl, for the blood orgy, but then they leave them in a room together for too long, and then they they open up the door to to feast on the virgins, and they're going into like, God damn it, they ruined it. That's one way to survive a vampire attack. Um, I've seen this in a movie. We have to fuck and we'll get out of here yeah, safe. So, I don't know. This seems like a tactic. Yeah, and then didn't one of them try to kiss him? And then, like, why, why are we trying to kiss this? Why, why do we just keep trying to kiss Ko? Like, he's 14. Leave him alone. Well, Sari, at first, before it popped off, leaned in like she was going to kiss mm-hmm. him. And then, like, bared the fangs and was about to go for his neck. And then that's when Nazana popped And up. so another thing that was, I thought, kind of inconsistent with this episode was like they're interrogating him saying you need to turn or die um also like what and they, they never really expand on why they're so keen on expanding mm-hmm. and 
because that seems to be their main th- thing that they do. But then, like, they don't care that Nazuna has told, like, Akira knows, that Office Lady knows. Like, how many other people does Nazuna just casually tell that she's a vampire? Like, why why do they care so much about Ko when there's obviously so many others? I will say, I thought that at first, but it genuinely does not seem like they know about Mm. the other people. Yeah. At some point, you figure that's got to come to a head, though, and be like, hold up, Nazuna's told how many fucking humans about us? Yeah. So I think at this point, to me at least, and this could just be me filling in the plot. Yeah, maybe. I think they just don't know. Because. That's the only thing that makes sense. Well, and Nazuna hasn't been hanging out with those other people every night. Yeah. Whereas she's been hanging out with Ko for every night. Up until this point, I want to say it's like a week. Because I think each episode is a single. Or no, it's not a single night. They're just labeled that way. Never mind. Um. I got the implication it's been a it's been like weeks or maybe a month or two. Yeah, in the this kind of messed with me because in the titled episodes on High Dive, like episode one is called First Night, episode two is called Second Night, episode three Third Night, and so I had thought that at first. Then I was like, wait, is this really just this short time of period? But now that I'm thinking about it, no, I don't know why they labeled it that way. Yeah, but still. She hasn't been hanging out with these other people okay. every single night. Uh, and to the point with Ko, they've only heard rumors about him. So they're like, oh, I heard she might be fooling around with some dude, like human dude on the regular. I wasn't sure, though, but now that I meet you, I know it's true kind of thing. So I think that was the issue. Yeah. Uh, but again, they might be setting it up for it to come off to a head, but how many setups have yeah, we had? Yeah, right. Yeah, no, no payoff. Um, episode eight, mm-hmm. uh, we get a really early musical interlude. I was shocked. It was like in the first third. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I need to give myself better comments because I, I just wrote again, this emotionally dull idiot. I, so I forget what <laughs> happened in episode eight that he's just fucking stupid again. Uh, but well, this is when he's super, uh, naive and then he goes to, he, he talks to Akira and then. It's like, so I guess uh, I'll just have to fall in love with a year, and then if not, I guess I won't become a vampire. And then Akira's like, well, then they're just going to kill you. And he's like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> well, I will say, so we kind of skipped over it. The whole, like, no matter how long it takes thing, and they're all kind of like, oop. Yeah. Episode 8 starts off with, if it doesn't happen within a year, you won't become a vampire. If you don't fall in love with me within one year, it's not going to happen. So then that brings in this conflict of like, oh, we're on a time mm-hmm. limit. Whereas he was thinking of like, oh, I've got all day. Well, more than a day, but you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I don't remember much of anything terribly interesting happening in episode eight. You guys might be able to illuminate that a little bit better. I mean, this was mostly just the fallout from the previous episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Co coming to terms with the fact that he has to do this or he would potentially be in some pretty serious danger. And then the last part of the episode is uh, Ko kind of being depressed and then Nazna kind of picks him up and they have kind of like a fly date through the sky yeah. to end the episode. But this is this actually is the episode where we first get Seki. He's the blonde dude. Yes. That was friends with yeah. Ak- uh, Akira and Ko as kids. And so he's apparently always been like kind of just a cool dude, like 
He's a uh, he's the Kaza Hayakun. Yeah. This, yeah, 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 yeah. Where, <laughs> <Yep. laughs> where everybody likes him and he's just a cool guy. Um, so he ends up hanging out with Ko and Akira at the park, and they kind of talk to him about what's mm-hmm. going on because Seki's off apparently been concerned as well since Akira or not Akira since Ko has not been coming to school and he was talking to Akira about it by themselves where he's like oh yeah he hasn't been coming to school lately or is he okay what's going on so then he makes a more concerted effort to hang out with Ko as well all right and then episode nine is the uh um uh Kikyo episode right where they go yeah yeah Mm-hmm. So yeah, it runs into Kikyo. Uh, Nazunu kicks her ass again at first, and then later, uh, Ko and uh, oh! Kikyo hang out and go to a karaoke bar. The goddamn knee to the face, just out of oh, <laughs> out yeah, of the blue. I, I, I did. I, I loved that. That was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Considering that uh, it's not a lot of action, they went hard on the little action that was in the show. Yeah, and I wanted more. Damn it. Yeah, I assume there will be more as this keeps going, but I'm, I'm, yeah, not a lot early, I'm, obviously. We don't get any until if, if there could be like a wish list of shit, shit that needs to happen later is I think it'd be really neat if they get introduced, like their little group or coven, let's say, uh, gets introduced to like a wider vampire society and then, you know, some whatever friction that and, and, and conflict that pops off like it's like what they, have y'all they go to vamp con yeah well they show they're like wait <laughs> you guys have just been turning people what the fuck like no yeah. you, it's like, like that's, that's not, not the way we that do works it. are you guys fucking kidding me yeah like we we, we keep it on the dl and like they get audited or something and they're like no who's this co-motherfucker <laughs> no oh, we're gonna have to tax you for everyone you turned <laughs> yeah. too much risk you i will say this episode was also pretty fucking odd to me and like how quick of a dbz villain to protagonist turn we get for someone or like this episode reeked of like kingdom hearts plot where (laughs) oh we solved the mission they're good they're the good guys now (laughs) yeah basically where it's like they're at the karaoke bar and they're kind of like singing and having their moment and this dude starts banging on the fucking creep like holy shit real creepily and she's like, ah, oh, just ignore him. That's just one of the idiots that have fallen in love with me. And Ko's kind of like, this seems a little fucked up. And she's like, he's not going to do shit. Who fucking cares? Watch. And she like says hi. And then the guy backs away. But then he shows back up at the door. Oh, yeah. Are you talking and about me? Like, Who's the guy? Yeah. These people can't be reasoned with. Don't worry about it. They start arguing louder. And he opens the door. He's like, hey. Are you guys arguing about me? Oh, man. Like, real fucking creepy. Yeah. And she's like, fuck it, I'm a kid. Well, before he shows Go up, say- Ko pops off and being, like, accidentally emotionally intelligent. Just 100% just oh, yeah. sees her and calls her out. And I'm like, what? Where did this fucking come from? Yeah. And because just the episode before, I wrote, like, four times about why he's such an idiot. He's just fucking stupid yeah. and blind. And then suddenly he's got this, like, laser-focused... Uh, maybe he can apply it to other people. Maybe that's the difference is that he can objectively see others and give a little reasoning. He does that Sherlock Holmes RDJ analysis. Yeah, but then can't do or it to himself. Just, like sizes him up. Can't do it to himself. But but yes, oh, yeah. there's but but creepy man. Uh, yeah, he 
they do a flashback of them first meeting and he just trauma dumps all over Sari. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. We we know how much you know that is really healthy and good for people. Um, but it turns out they were just both enjoying hanging out together, which was weird because he was like, because I straight up wrote, we're just forgiving Mr. Creepy as fuck. What the fuck? Dude, that's what I mean. It was instant because like Ko, she's like, okay, I'm going to fucking kill him. Yeah. And Ko's like, no. And like gets him out of the way. They run, they get to this alley. She's like, if you don't get out of the way, I'm just going to fucking kill you too. And Ko's like, try it, bitch. Which also more confidence out of nowhere for some <laughs> Yeah. I will let you kill him. Like, ha- let. You keep using that word let. I don't think you know what that means. Like, you And he just pulls on big O showtime. <laughs> yeah. Nasana shows up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nasana shows up, kind of like pieces her up real quick. And she's like, you're not killing my boy. And they go into this like exposition about, they keep calling him Mr. Drago. Because he's such a drag. Blah, blah, oh, yeah. Blah. And he has a bit where he goes, I'm right here. That's not my name. Like, <laughs> I did laugh at that really hard. But then he's just cool out of nowhere. Yeah. And everybody's just cool with it. And it was like not even five minutes ago. He's just banging on the door being creepy. Yeah. Not he, leaving. And then he kind of in. said like, something to that effect. It's like, whenever I'm around her. I'm like, I free, I, I turn into that, you know, I am like that, but whenever I'm not, I'm, I feel like I'm normal and he was kind of normal for a bit, but then, mm-hmm. but then just exactly contrary to what he just said, she shows up and he still stays cool and collected. He's just he, he, he didn't go yeah. back to be an ultra creep. And I was like, why, why did you make him say I'm, sp- I'm different around her and then have her show up and not be different. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. Now this also- does seem to be a lead up to what we see in a couple episodes where, I forget the character's name, but the one who uh, ends up being a Atsuka. guy. Um, yeah, that like all the people that she's or he's currently getting ready to turn are all crazy, mm-hmm. like freaking, mm-hmm. like just very unwell and like freaking out when Ko shows mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Uh, so, but then this was another episode because uh, because at the end of it, he says, "Look, I already love you." Like it's like I can turn; it's fine. Like I, I can go, and then she turns him. And uh, and it's like, again, I wrote, like, why are we so adamant about creating offspring? But we never talk about them up until this point. Like, why are we so adamant about doing it? Well, apparently it's so that your house chores get done. But um, the, the vampire governor government needs to implement a one vampire policy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, it's also like this. Oh, I get like that when I'm around her, but otherwise I'm fine. That was some of the most toxic abuser mm-hmm. language I have ever heard in my life. And I could maybe, maybe forgive it a bit if it was like, a, oh, it's a vampire trance thing. Because we've seen that in other forms of movies, Oh, yeah. Where vampires can hypnotize people and like, quote unquote, charm them. Yeah, some and sort of like if, glamour effect to like. Yeah, you fail your charisma save and here you are. But they didn't even say that. It was just like, a, oh, no, I just get around here and I get fucking toxic. I'm like, you're a bad person yeah. then. That You're just a bad person. Yeah, and then they have this, like, montage of her, him and Sari, like, thinking back on the good times. And then they're just, like, hanging out, being friends. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. When did that cross over into, like, full-on stalker creep? And why is that so easily forgivable? And it's like, it's each turned a switch off. And that yeah. switch was, I guess, them hanging well, out. Well, and then... <laughs> 
Jesus. And then he's like, it's okay, I'm already in love with you. And she's like, all right, fine, I'll, you can turn. And then they celebrate. I'm like, man. That's this weird. Is- this was a weird episode. Like, I get they're trying to set up more about this offspring stuff a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how people just are obsessed with the vampires. But, like, it it was one of those, like, you know, when you when you write, allegedly, because I'm, I'm not a writer. But I read that, <laughs> um, you know, the interesting thing is, like, putting characters who, like, you set up a lot of aspects about them and wants and needs and uh, what they'll act and what they'll do and then putting all these characters together and how they interact and then put them in situations that are diff- difficult and that would test them. This felt like I needed a plot point and I'm going to write it backwards and just shoehorn shit in yeah. just to make some shit happen. That plot point. Yeah, and that's that's whack. Um. And it does seem like there's a lot of stuff they're hand waving in this mm-hmm. show, uh, and they kind of touch on it later. Of like, oh, we don't actually know a lot about how vampires work because none of us are investigating or studying how vampires work. Mm-hmm. So they kind of just hand wave a lot of this stuff. Like a lot of this weird shit's happening, and we don't understand it. So we're just not going to address it. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so episode ten is a, I think that was is an Bro. episode that could have not existed, and we would have been okay. Like I don't. This was such a dog shit episode. Yeah. Uh, although, Just, <laughs> Gendo Akari, is that you? Opens with a full on <laughs> oh, <laughs> Gendo man, bit. Yeah. And I had hopes for the rest of the episode. Uh, but other than the two thirds of the way, having an interlude montage, like every goddamn episode, and Ko using all of his brain power once in his life to suss out a stalker. What would happen if we used more than ten percent of the brain? That's you what become Scarlett was. Johansson, and um, but with upskirt shots. That's this well, specifically the lack of upskirt shots was the that clue. was the clue. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> no, this felt like it did. Uh, it belonged in a different show. Um, it it did, yeah. And and, and I watched this, and this enjoyed Blendess. This for me was the cat episode of Code Geass where the cat steals his mask and it's a whole episode of them chasing him around the school. That's what this episode was for me. Where I'm like, what the, f- why the fuck is this here? Why the fuck is this here? Yeah, this is, I am so, this mad. is the best they could do for that. Giving some plot to one of the other vampires. This was the best they got. Oh bro. And I felt bad because Caitlin watched this episode, hopped in. And she was like, what the fuck did Nick assign you guys? <laughs> Man, why Caitlin's just throwing like, shade so like easy? <laughs> She's like, this this doesn't also, seem like a Nick pick. <laughs> Who jumps in an episode 10 and then is like, I'm going to judge the shit out of the Caitlin. Caitlin. <laughs> That's who. Now, granted, she did watch a couple earlier episodes, but it was like episode like two and three. Oh. And then this. So she doesn't see everything else there. But man, I laughed so fucking hard when she was like what the fuck did nick assign you why are we even friends and with nick? i had moments of that <laughs> why are we friends with them yeah so i'm fine with nothing happens so yeah I'm fine no this was of no importance at all and and, yeah. and i think the only plot point of this episode that lingers is this is now how um Naz- uh, nazana is making money is working part-time here yeah other than that, it, this episode does not matter. Yeah, yeah. But she wants to ramp up episode the services 11. for the 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 cuddling. She gets yeah. outfits after this for it, and Ep- and nicer beds and things like that. Episode eleven, 
Hello. I fucking care now. Holy fuck. Yeah. These last three episodes, shit pops yeah. off and it's fucking good. If the rest of the anime was at the tier of 11, 12, and 13, holy fuck, I'd be hooked. Yeah. Because, yeah, episode Actual 11, vampire, like, fiction. Uh, dude. Yeah. So... Nazana, like, uses the extra money. She, like, upgrades her apartment. So it starts off, she, like, upgraded her apartment. It's like she's got, like, actual furniture there and stuff like that. Her apartment's bigger than my and house. So she's like, yeah, we're, we're, upping the, we're up in the business. Go out and find customers, boy. And <laughs> yeah, so. What, what a way to do it. <laughs> and so Ko hits the city to just look for tired people. He sees a lady, like, smoking on a bridge, and she looks, like, real fucking tired and dejected. And he's like, oh, shit. That is the primo customer. Yep. And so... Mark acquired. Man. (laughs) And so he's talking to her, and he's like, hey, you just look tired, so I thought we could chat. And even he's kind of like, this is a weird way to talk (laughs) to somebody. I appreciated that. so they go to a cafe. Yeah, I I did like that. And so they go to a cafe to just kind of talk. And she makes this joke of like, wait, you're a kid and you're out here doing stuff for your boss. Well, like child labor laws, you can't work between what was it like 10 and yeah, 5 a.m. Like something like that. Oh, like but also she was kind of joking, but not joking that she was down to get hit on by this yeah. boy. But she says like, yeah. oh, I thought I was just like later on. I think she even says like, oh, I just wanted to string you along for a while for the attention, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, she says she says the line specifically, and I checked this in both the dub and the sub, where she specifically says, "I thought it would be fun to string along a middle schooler for a yeah. while," and I'm like, uh, "Maybe you should go." Yeah, to jail, so maybe. like, yeah, so like, on one hand, I think she's my favorite, one of my favorite characters, but also she got some problems. But mm-hmm. otherwise, she's great because she's just really intense. Um, I don't know what what's with the gloves with missing two fingers, but it was very interesting. Uh, they're archer's gloves. She's gonna. Pull That's out right. I'm like, because I thought she was like <laughs> going to shoot people. Like those were trigger fingers or something, right? Like, or or a bow. Um, but she's uh, a detective, a private investigator. Uh, is this the episode that she like rattles off all of his stats almost? No, I think that's 12 oh, okay, okay. is when she does that. That's but 12. but these three kind of blend in together mm-hmm. pretty well. This, they could have been one big it. finale. Um. Agreed. But she knows. They could have done an Oshinoko reverse where it's an hour Because the, the kids meet up. That would have been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the kids yeah. meet up. They go to uh, the school at night for fun. And um, they do the, 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 like, I guess that's a thing where each school has, like, a list of paranormal mystery legendary things that have happened. Yeah. Seems to be a trope. And they... They work through the list and they have fun with it. And I thought that was nice. I'm like, oh shit, they finally showed back up in episode 11 and do some friend stuff. Have some healing. And this was a nice moment too. Like slice of life wise, like them just like having fun and like being kind of like reckless teenagers in this way. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, but one of them was, or I don't think it was a full on legend, but they said that 10 years ago, a teacher disappeared, blah, 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 blah. And some people say you can still see him in classrooms. And they open the goddamn door. And there, there's a motherfucking teacher right there. And he's just like, you're not supposed to be here. Why are you here? And then he just walks to him through the desks. I thought that was nice and creepy. Yeah. 
Well, and the way they did the art style when like they first say, see him, animated mm-hmm. wild. Yeah, they, they went all crazy with the animation. It was like f- like full blacked out frame, like you couldn't quite see mm-hmm. his outline quite right. It was all it crazy. It reminded me. It reminded me a lot of like some of the stylized shots in Castlevania, mm-hmm. where you see those like harsh like pencil scratch lines mm-hmm. kind of thing. Rem- but still fully it animated. Reminded it reminded me of the of school live where like some of the girls couldn't look at the zombies. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they were just kind of obscure Very to that. that as well. Uh, and there's this dude who's been there for ten-ish years, and he had goes like even like I'll go for the girl. Like <laughs> I was like, oh god. Uh, well, first he's like, you shouldn't mm-hmm. be here. This is he says this is the last day. Nobody was supposed to be here. You guys need to get out of here. And they don't move. They're like they're just all kind of I guess frozen in fear. Yeah, yeah. You could call it. And then he's like, well. Guess I'll go for the girl first and like jumps on her. And this is also like the first like scary yeah, cause, yeah. moment of the anime. Because all this vampire shit is pretty chill and romanticized a lot. Uh, you know, just like, oh, it's just a little bite. It's not a big deal. It, it might hurt. You might like it. Yeah. Um, and this is what happens though when you take a uh, vampire and turn it full feral, starving. Yeah. yeah, and then oh god, there's this shot after they get him off of Akira. She's covered in his like spittle, and I was like, mm, "High dive! What are you doing?" Yeah, dude. Uh, oh man, even the shot where it's like his POV of her pinned down, and it's all of his spit on his face. I'm like, was this shot no, necessary? It wasn't because it looked like other stuff. Anywho, but also Ko. Go with the steel chair! Because like, oh, well, I was starting to get mad because he was frozen watching that whole exchange. Her, uh, Akira getting tackled, the friend trying to help, and then he... F- well, he was having straight cognitive dissonance of... Vampires don't do this. This is not what a vampire yeah. is. I've spent a lot of time with vampires. This is not what they're like. And just like, yeah. this does not click with the information I have in my his, brain. His biases were not... They had him... I was joking. close to... Being like, this kid's so fucking stupid, but he picks up the chair. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, thank oh, man. God. Well, because his other friend is just screaming yeah. at him, like, do something, help do something. Me. What the fuck? Help. Like, yeah. And then uh, the detective shows up. Uh, vampire lunges yeah, after she her. Does that, like, slow walk out of yeah, the shadow. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's ultra cool, trench coat and all. And she, like, like sticks her arms out and, like, says, like, come here. And then sh- the uh, vampire dude lunges at her, takes a bite, and it's... Well, she even says, like, go ahead, yeah. bite me. As she's falling away, I'm like... Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, like, falling back and, like, embracing him. Like, being the most inviting, I imagine, that you could be for a vampire. Uh, obviously. And then very much so on purpose. And it was neat because all the other bites have been, like, little cutesy nibbles. Or... There's a little bite, maybe a little, tiny trickle, and there's just two holes or whatever. And it's all been pretty benign. Mm-hmm. And this one is bloody. Like, this dude made a mess. Yeah. Yep. And it's just all down her neck, and it's on his face. Yeah. And he's like, oh, this is disgusting. Oh, what's wrong? And then... Your blood tastes Yeah, bad. your blood tastes bad. Um, Because Ko, this whole time, his, he's special because... Or one of the reasons why he's special is that his is particularly tasty. Um, maybe he's got a nice diet. I can't say, uh, but for whatever reason, this direct, you know, this, uh, and, uh, detectives like, don't you want to die as like a human? Like 
Here, take this. Gives him this ring. I don't know what the importance is of that ring. Is silver a catalyst? Is that his like old marriage? I was wondering if his wedding, wedding ring? ring. That's what I was. Yeah. I don't know, but he, you know, kind of comes back to his senses, and then just waits for finally for the sun to come up, and then he poofs away in ash like uh, like your classic mm-hmm. vampire stuff. It seemed like it was something between something that was in her blood, the ring and the sun was all just like all that together yeah. was enough to like blow him away. Like the perfect so I'm, I'm really of- interested where that goes. Uh, and then this detective, because yeah. she's not just a private investigator, because she, she, she says before, like, oh, I just sometimes like missing persons. I stumble across vampires because yeah. it's, it's all connected. But it seems like it's quite well, a bit. And if more. you got to think if you're if you're a detective for specifically missing persons. In a world where vampires exist, that's probably very mm-hmm. common. Where, oh yeah, because probably go fucking. She's still looking for uh, Mr. Creepy Guy. Yeah, she, she calls yeah. him out by name, uh, Akun or something. Yeah, Akihito or Akichan, mm-hmm. or um. Mm-hmm. And so, episode twelve, we go into. Someone says this line of "It's different if there's actual harm." Uh, I think they were talking yeah. about them being vampires and shit. And I was like, hold the fuck up. They were going to kill you. They were going to kill Akun. They say, they they tell you constantly it's feed to kill. They said they feed to kill or turn. That's it. And then it was just selectively hearing. And then I wrote stupid ass plot. Like, (laughs) I was mad whenever he said it's different if there's actual harm. And I was like, homie, they're telling you they've been trying to kill you for a while. Like, this, are you fucking stupid? Ko is, I mean, up until this moment co has been in denial about mm. like what he's really signed up for definitely yeah. he's idolized it and has not really seen it for what it is it's a, it's very much a grass is always greener kind of thing where it's like a, oh if i get attain this one goal i will achieve happiness and their life is so much better than mine or their life seems so much better than mine if i can get there i'll be happy too and i can enjoy the night and he keeps harping on this uh this term freedom like that's why i like mm-hmm. tonight is freedom and they even have a moment of it with the office worker girl that i can't remember her name where he's like you can just walk down the street and you're fine like it's something you're not supposed to do and there's no cars so i can just do that and it's okay like a small simple metaphor for like this whole thing of like all the stuff i'm not supposed to do during the day i can do at night no one's there to stop me I can release my inhibitions and I'm good. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. Idealistic. I, I guess I, I just w- was still just under the impression that the, the plot was just written pretty per- poorly for him to say, oh, no, no. I'm the not different... forgiving that. I'm just but, saying, but I, I, I understand the logic, but I, I don't believe that that was the intent <laughs> when they did all of that, just because it accidentally <laughs> fell into that making perfect sense. I'm not sure if that was the intent. I mm-hmm. I personally do think that was the intent. It's just not supported well enough. Is I I've, think I, the I, better I, way to I, look at it. I can believe it. you. I I I can see that because I because I think that matches the tone of what just happened to Co. And it mm-hmm. makes sense that now he's having this realization that oh shit's different. But they haven't done like the supporting work to make all of that make sense the way it needs to. So maybe cause I touched on it before where he was able to see other people and 
be emotionally intelligent whenever he's analyzing someone else, but he can't do that to himself. So maybe there's this mm-hmm. lack of inward reflection that he's struggling with because like I said, there was, I don't know, but people were trying to kill him tons before and other people and shit like that. And they talk about killing a lot, but it only comes to a head whenever one of his friends is assaulted. That's when it mm-hmm. clicks. So I'm, I think that's kind of normal human yeah. nature for as shitty as it is though, where it's like, a, Oh, it's not a problem until it affects me directly. No, no. I, well, I mean, that's the opposite. We, they were trying to kill him and he didn't care. He didn't think that the vampires were spooky. He, but then the moment, Oh, I see, yeah. I see what we're saying. I yeah, no, the, yeah but bad. now that his friend is being attacked, he's seeing it outside of himself. And he's like, whoa, what the fuck? Mm. Um, yeah, Ko seems to have a little bit more kind of grandiose views of his own agency and abilities that I think that when Akira got attacked, realized, oh, I really don't have this shit mm, under control, okay. do I? Yeah. <laughs> I could well, see that that's what they were going for, you know, after talking about it. But in the moment, I didn't see it. And slash, it didn't feel like it was. In, it didn't feel like it was intended. But anywho, uh, more episode. As I said, I I don't think they did enough work in these episodes to support mm-hmm. that conclusion mm-hmm. well enough. I think that's what they're going yeah. for, which and I think it's a solid interpretation. They just needed to do more to build mm-hmm. on it, and that is definitely one of the weaknesses of the show. Uh, but then we meet back up with the detective by the end of the episode. Uh, music's popping off. And she's just reading him for filth. <laughs> and, Man. God, uh, like a fucking book. And, uh, but she's also really, in, she's like always really intense, but like flirting with them every now and then. But playful <laughs> yeah. about it? Yeah. And then. She's a very interesting Yeah, character. she's very interesting. Um, definitely one of my favorites. And then uh, 13, we. Well, oops, sorry. There's well, a, one thing we missed in twelve is when uh, they're in a huge thing. Uh, Ko's bedroom and Nazana is saying, "You being unsure about being a vampire after what you just went through is normal and understandable. Mm. Like you have every right to be unsure now." Yeah. And also admitting that she had kind of played up how much how cool she thinks the night is because she's basically spent her entire time as a vampire, bored and alone, and basically just playing video games. Yeah. 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 But. Oh, is this when we have the talk about thing. how like he's enjoying it because it's new and interesting? Yeah, yeah. And, and she's like, "I do this every yeah, day." Okay, okay, okay. It, even the coolest thing will eventually become boring once you become used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, th- th- that part really I hit home for me. I thought that was a really cool yeah, scene. yeah, yeah. That that was a good. That was like the first time they've had like a real conversation. Yeah, uh, honestly, yes. Like, because Nazan is straight up admits she'd been like presenting a better view of this to him this entire time. And it hadn't been really showing him how she really feels about yeah. it. Well, and in the dub, the, the specific choice of words is she straight up says like, yeah, I've been lying oh. to you this whole time. So in the dub, she straight up says that she doesn't say that in the sub, which I thought, I think the dub did better on of like harping. That's like a really playing up the fantasy of it. Where in the sub, she's kind of like, yeah, I've just been kind of like trying to make you think I'm cool. Like, I've been exaggerating to like make you think I'm someone awesome. But in the dub, she's like, no, I've been lying to you. And it also seems like Nazana was lying to Ko to also lie to herself. Like, yeah. if I can convince Ko that all this shit is amazing, maybe I'll find it yeah. amazing. Again. Yeah, I see that. 
tell a lie long enough, you start to believe it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but also, a big part we missed about this in episode 12, where uh, uh, the detective lady, she f- finds out about Ko and like his desire to become a vampire. And she's like, I don't want to let you do that, man. All vampires are fucking monsters, and they need to die. And Ko's kind of like, no, man, not all monsters are not all vampires are monsters. So, yeah, some of them are. They're just people like they have hopes and desires and fears and dreams just like us. And I'm not going to let you stop me kind of thing. And that's where also this like confidence Mm -hmm. comes in again. Like, let you keep saying let. (laughs) But then she just pulls out her phone and she's like, hello, police. Yeah. In this area, there's been a young boy sneaking out at night. And hanging out with this older woman. Can someone come over here and talk to him? I think someone should do something about this. And she has a line that I fucking cackled. It is not a joke. It said in full seriousness. I know exactly which line it is. (laughs) Yep. Where she's like, I just called the police. And they're concerned and want to protect people. So they'll be here immediately. (laughs) I laughed so fucking hard because that's got to be a Japanese thing. That is. It is not that way in the U.S. But so then Ko's kind of like, oh, fuck, like I'm in trouble. And he starts running to like try and run home. And she has this line, the last line we hear from her in this episode where she's like, you better run faster than that. Like that like (laughs) threatening mocking. And I'm like, God. Yeah. So fucking cool. She's great. Their dynamic is great. Yeah, she's great. Uh, And then he gets rescued by one of the vampire council members yeah, Hatsuka. Hatsuka Hatsuka um mm-hmm. they go back to Hatsuka's place and then that goes right mm-hmm. into 13 uh they open the door and then comes like full on sprinting like uh fucking the three golden retrievers came running but to they the were they door. were coming at him like the world war z zombies like clambering over each other yeah. climbing the fucking walls like they are doing everything they can to get to that point fast and they're all just like, praise me, praise me. I did this. I did this. I did this. Yes. Scratch my chin. Tell me I did good. <laughs> I need head pats, please. And, uh, but they threatened to like kill Ko because there's another target of that vampire's affection or they perceive it as that. And then she's, and then they're like, this is my guest. Are you threatening my guest? Like, y- y'all need to go. Um, yeah. But, that vampire goes and takes a shower, needs a towel, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, this is this the seduce uh, method? I'm like, "All right, that's I guess that's classic." Um, but it's a dude. Well, it's it's it's, it's male, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I did so. This part was interesting on how they were both talking about it and interacting with each other. So aside from like the vampire politic crap. Uh, yeah. Co just asks her or asks him like, why do you dress like a girl? And he just says, because I look good. <laughs> and I, I was man, like, that's a good ass reason. Snapped my fucking fingers. I was like, Fuck that's yeah, a good dude. ass reason. Get it? Hell yeah. Well, and it was, cause you know what? You do look yeah. good. Like, And it was something along the lines too, of like, when I dress like this, men and women yeah. both are attracted to me. So it's like, this works out yeah, great. Yeah. I love this. And you know what? I was like, that's gotta and be then, a plot point. And then calls Ko out. Calls Ko out as well, where he's like, well, you gotta- I mean, <laughs> look at me. You're attracted to me, even though I'm a man. 
And Co, I will say, kind of has like a good. Oh, Riz King out here. He's like, well, you got a cute face. (laughs) Well, no. And then also a dude's rock thing where he's like, yeah, you being a man does not bother me. Yeah. And I'm like, like, all right. All right. (laughs) But then he does this thing where he's like, "Uh, but I'm just not into you. Sorry. I, I I am ride or die for Nazana. And also they kept hinting at this thing where it was like, well, you haven't fallen in love with her yet, so it's probably not going to happen. I thought maybe they were going to do this thing where it's like, oh, is Co. Yeah, I thought that too. I was like, are we getting some aromantic ace? It seems like they kind of hint at it, but don't go all the way to like actually specify that. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of want that. Like, I think that would be interesting, but I know what I'd end up getting is like, oh yeah, Co. is aromantic. Except for Nazana, yeah, she's the one that broke it, kind of thing. Which I don't. Want I don't to. think Ko but, is the Henry Cavill of this universe. Yeah, or uh, Nazana. But <laughs> yeah, but so they're talking about it, and Hotska is kind of like, "Oh well, I mean, hey man, I could turn you right. Yeah, now. I could turn you right now." And and Ko's kind of like, "I how I I'm not in love with you." And Hotska says, like, oh, I've got ways of making people fall in love with me. It's as simple as brainwashing, man. Like, you make people believe something, then they'll start to truly believe it with their whole heart. And he's like, I can do that for you. I can make you fall in love with me right here, right now. And I thought that was super interesting. And that kind of opened the Pandora's box of the, like, different types of love. Like, what they think the rules are aren't necessarily the rules. It's just their cause and effect correlation that they've figured out or at least yeah. Nazana has figured out. And, and I touched on it before, but this is also where we get the whole speech of like, Oh, turns out vampires don't even know a lot about vampires. Yeah. They said yeah, it about yeah, themselves. Yeah. Like we don't know much about ourselves, mm-hmm. which I, and, I did think that part was interesting. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not familiar with other vampire media where it's like, we don't really even understand our ourselves as vampires. So I thought, I thought that's kind of a cool twist on the standard mm-hmm. vampire trope. Well, and for me, normally I would not like this, but the way Hotska explains it, I liked in that it might not be accurate, but for plot, sure. But where Hotska's like, I mean, you're a human and you don't understand humans, so why do you think all vampires inherently have all knowledge about Mm -hmm. themselves? Which, like, yeah, I get. I understand that my brain makes me work. I don't fucking get how. Like, I understand that sometimes I might feel an emotion like, anger or sadness or happiness and it might be for a reason i don't understand like why why am i upset right now i don't know i'm sorting through my own feelings or like why does this make me elicit this reaction i don't know i'm sorting through my own feelings so having that mirror kind of like Mm -hmm. held up to yourself i thought was very very cool oh yeah i definitely related to that a lot um as someone who suffers from ser- pretty serious anxiety from time to time, like I can just be chilling and have a panic attack mm-hmm. through no obvious cause. And it's like, I don't understand how that works at all. Yeah. It just happens. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I, I don't understand how I tick all the time. I try to cope with it as best I can, but there's some parts I'm just not going to understand. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's the same for any human. So this concept that we all think that, oh, vampires know their own rules. I don't know my mm-hmm. own rules. Why the fuck would they know their own rules? So I liked yeah. that a lot. Now that could be written off as like lazy plot. 
And I kind of, part of me is like, I kind of feel like that a little bit. So but I'm hoping that is the open door for the idea of that there's a greater, like, society of vampires. Like, mm-hmm. because this detective shows up and is like, yeah, you run into vampires all the time. And I'm like, well, there's only like six of them and they seem relatively chill. Um, compared to yeah. you know other fictional vampires that we're introduced to in general, so th- I'm th- I'm hoping that that investigator was the clue that there are other vampires outside of your little group, um, and they may have different understandings and of 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 yeah. what being a vampire is. So I'm 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 really hoping that that's what they go into is. So we have like the the so that during this episode the vampires pop off again. Their co shows up, says that he's going to make it work, convinces everyone, I guess. Um, there's a, t- a table is broken at one point. I forget why. Oh, yeah. Nico like is fucking furious at Nazana and like breaks that table and is like, listen, I'm going to I'm over it. I'm going to fuck you up. And then it's a. Cut yeah. Uh, but. Nazna and Co finally have a nice chat again, another nice chat. And well, we we skipped oh, a yeah, bit yeah. here. So, Hotska and Co, Co is basically like, "No, I'm not going for you. I'm going for Nazna." And Hotska kind of says something about like, "Well, we're just going to like fuck you up and fuck her up." And Co says, "I'm not going to let you." And again, <laughs> sir but and that's the moment where he like checks him back into the chair, right? Yeah. It's yeah, like, like just sit down. <laughs> yeah. Like he starts to stand up and Hotsko's just like poop just like very little effort sits him right the fuck back down. But at one point Ko leaves, goes up to like the rooftop hangout, mm-hmm. sees like the broken table and shit like that and it's kind of like, "Whoa, what happened here?" Nico's kind of like, "Yeah, you can go talk to her, but she might not be able to talk, like really, like hinting that she fucked. Nazana yeah, that's what I thought. And so then we cut to Nazana is kind of like being introspective and sad right now, and she's like about to buy beer at a vending machine, and Riz King goddamn <laughs> yeah. shows up, sneaks up on her, and is like hand <laughs> on the vending machine the same way, and he's like. Buying some booze. Nice. Huh? <laughs> and it's the same scene, but just flip-flopped. And even he gets the, like, shadow creepy turnaround mm-hmm. animation. I thought that was fun. And then he immediately, like, breaks composure. He's like, where were you? I was worried. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, he, he had about five seconds in him, and then that, yeah, that, was, yeah, that, yeah. that was all so, the rules he had. That's his superpower, is that he's got five contained seconds of super riz uh, and then after that he's, he's back to just being the riz yeah. then he's tapped out for yeah. the day. <laughs> oh yeah he has to spend it he, he's like Escanor <laughs> where it's only when the sun is up at noon is when he gets powerful and then that's it I was just gonna think once per long rest but <laughs> once per long rest uh, and so they they have a nice little kiss and then Nasana says a line it's like I'll become a vampire worth falling for which I thought was nice and then she's finally kind of committed to their relationship, not just turning him, not just keeping him alive or anything, but it seems like committed to their relationship being more than just this, um, like business exchange. Yeah. 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 She's fully invested at this point and is like, 
whether or not he ends up falling in love with me and turning, I want him around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because she even says, you're fun and I enjoy being around you, which I thought was super duper nice as opposed to just like, oh, yeah, your blood tastes good. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was pretty rough. Um, All right. Yeah. So that was all 13 episodes. Uh, Anything before we get into final thoughts? Uh, Episode 13 had a two thirds musical interlude montage as well. (laughs) Oh, that's right. I forgot to mention too the uh, the music interlude with this one though when he's jumping off the overpass Mm -hmm. and then like you get the sky shot. I thought that was excellent. Oh yeah, but also holy shit, he like leapt off that fucking uh, overpass like a champ. But then it's like halfway down the block. And the cops are like, wow, he's fast. (laughs) That's the fastest kid alive. I got Ken. I ain't running that far. (laughs) You're going to join the track team, Itadori. Okay. And, but yeah, uh, final thoughts. What do you, what did, uh, what did, what did, what did you think, Marcus? So for me, up until episode nine, I was like, there's something here. They're just not doing it. And so for me, it was also, it was kind of like, you know how when something is coming to the surface of the water and it starts to break the plane and the surface tension doesn't break yet. So you see this like curve of the water still there and it hasn't quite broken the surface, but it's right fucking there. It was that for me the whole time where I was like, man, something is about to break the surface on something amazing here. It's just that millisecond before it's happening. So like, It elicited emotional reactions out of me, which I guess art is supposed to do. So I do appreciate it in that sense. But for the most part, it just wasn't hitting, even though I'm like, I know you can just do it. Episode 10 was an absolute dog shit show. And I was like, oh, I'm going to drop. Like, if this wasn't an assignment and episode 10 would have hit, I probably would have quit. Because for Code Geass, the cat episode, I quit for like a year and a half before I went back. (laughs) I was so fucking mad at that episode. And it just ruined everything up until that point for me. And then episode 11 is like the best fucking episode we've had of the whole show up until this point. And I'm like, okay. And then episode 12 fucking hit. And then episode 13 fucking hit. And I was like, why couldn't I have this the whole time? So I'm going to do this in a weird scale. Episodes 1 through 9, 6 Like, it was like, okay, I see the appeal. It could be something. It's just not. Episode 10, three, two, I don't know. That shit sucked. (laughs) 11, 12, 13, this is weird because those could be a 9, 9, 5. To where I was so invested in those 13 episodes and I want to know more. So, as a whole, I'm going to give the show about an 8. Most of the heavy lifting comes in here from the animation, because it did pop off. Like, it was very well animated. Heavy lifting from the animation in episodes 11, 12, and 13, where it's like, and that feeling of there could be something special here, but we're not quite here. But it could also very easily, if this doesn't pan out, drop to like just a 4. Or like a five, where if like if they drop the bag, I feel like they're gonna drop it pretty hard. So I'm right now I'm sitting at a comfy eight because I see that there's a huge amount of potential here. I'm just hoping it lives up to it. Uh, I'm similar on a lot of it. I'd say the you know 
music and art direction. Uh, I, I love how kind of washed out the daytime is and how bright and poppy all the colors are. Like even the stars are more like they're they're in the middle of a city and then the stars are just like the whole Milky you Way. See the Milky <clears> Way you know? the whole time. Yeah, that light pollution would have drowned that out. Uh, easily <laughs> but you know like i said while the the, the it's funny because like the musical interlude bits that happened three-fourths of the way through an episode two-thirds were very formulaic they still hit per- perfectly good i just had like a chuckle each time it happened because it because it happened yeah. i think like three out of four episodes um and some of the characters are interesting like i'm a i like i like the akira plot that they didn't do anything with and then I like where this is going with the detective and the greater, like how I, I like how she's kind of the like almost like society's response to it. The vampires, like we got to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and specifically, it seems like the kind of like those in the know who are actually interact with the vampires response, mm-hmm. as opposed to everyone oh, sure, else sure, who sure. isn't aware. Yeah, not society as a whole, but yeah. like yeah, the, those who know. So, <sighs> music arts killer. Um, pacing's really rough. There's throwaway episodes, whole episodes. Ten is the most egregious, but there were some others that I think we could have done without, uh, and then spent some other time on stuff. The writing feels not good. Like they have a lot of really good ideas, and how they follow through with them, I think will be like like kind of like how you touched on. We'll make or break it. Um, but there's some cool ideas that they're doing. Uh, I had fun for most of it. Some of it was a bit of a drag. Um, if it weren't for those last three episodes, this would have been like a six, five, five yeah. for me. Uh, even with, and that's j- with all of the like tight music and, and art. So I think overall, and this is a score that's banking and, and, and hoping for more, a very optimistic score for me, I guess. And hopeful is like a seven six, you know. Um, it's not. That's, that's kind of where yeah. I'm at. Like I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm, I'm very optimistic for it. I think they set up for more and a really, uh, the the content that they have set up is really interesting, and I'm intrigued on in where they're going to go. But to get there was a chore, at times, mm-hmm. and a lot of story bits and character growth that was just unearned. Like it kind of like that. Uh, I was talking about the the writing was kind of poor, where I don't know if they just cut out a ton from the manga, and it sounds like they took some liberties here and there that would have made perfect sense and wouldn't have extended the run length. Uh, but yeah, just just kind of adapted or written poorly for this format. Yeah, just written poorly. Like they 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 had like they got a really good outline and they just didn't know how to fill it in. Yeah, I mean. I agree with that assessment. Um, I'm glad I stuck to my guns and did the full 13 episodes because it sounded like 11, 12, and 13 were needed. Where, where else would you have oh, stopped? Where else would you have stopped? I don't know. I was because I knew I was going to assign the series after I watched it, and I was thinking about it. I'm like, I don't know anywhere else I can stop because first of all, those last three episodes when I watched it, I went from like this is all right to goddamn, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. But, so I was just like. If I do this, I think I have to do all 13. Okay, okay. And I would obviously try to avoid that where I can because um, we're watching a fuck ton of episodes. But I'm glad I stuck to my guns because it sounded like that was very much needed for you too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. For sure. All right. If if you would have if you would have stopped any sooner, 
than than eleven, I would not have been on your side, man. Like, like I said, I'd have probably been at like a six. Yeah, and I, I similar probably through the first ten episodes, I would have been in the six to seven ish range. I would uh, be after. Oh yeah, have they said about the second season or anything like that yet? No second season has been announced yet. The manga is still releasing chapters, though, okay. which is usually a good sign. Because, yeah, because um, yeah. if they do more, I would love to revisit this in this format because of how much we're hoping for. And, and I do know the people who oh, do yeah. recall the night and like as it's releasing are super hyped for it. So hopefully there is good stuff coming if we do get a That's season a two. Uh, for my final thoughts... I actually lost a little bit of shine on this on the rewatch, mostly because I just kind of had forgotten how rough that first <laughs> part of the show is where it's like there's some cool moments. The art and music is popping the whole goddamn time. So that was still a, a joy to go through. But yeah, it just takes so long to get to the good shit. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. This does take the shine off of it because I probably had it as like an eight, five or nine when I first watched it. And now I'm probably in more into the eight, eight, five range. Mm. Okay. So we're we're all pretty similar on our ratings. Pretty compact. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the most consistent one we've done in a minute. I mean, we were straight nines on Cyberpunk. I don't know that we're ever gonna touch yeah, that again. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one was special. Because it deserves it. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. But yeah, no, like this this could be it could be a strong contender. It's just gotta live up to Yeah, and but but the writing I don't I'm hopeful, but I don't I wouldn't bet money on it <laughs> because oh, yeah, yeah. of the kind of waffling quality of how they're doing the storytelling makes me worried that they won't be able to uh, follow through with it all the way, but I'm hopeful that they do because they're good at yeah. setting it up. Like, like, like give me a fucking vampire society. Give me fucking vampire hunters. And it's just this kid having to deal with all of this big adult, scary shit and he's just like i'm just trying to clown on this goddamn vampire lady so i could turn yeah. into one yeah i'm just trying to figure out what love means to me right. and how to fall in love with this person <laughs> right. i then, really like and then hang out with my friends every now and then like because <laughs> mm-hmm. if i don't fall in love with her she's gonna break up with me <laughs> and then her friends will kill me <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! worst breakup ever <laughs> Oh, Sorry, Austin. <laughs> yep. Oh, homie. <laughs> That's a brunch joke, everyone. You won't get it. All right. All right. Any final thoughts or any final words before we uh, cue the music and head out of here? No, I think I'm good. Uh, just thanks, Twitter, for uh, voting in the poll and picking this one. We got your next uh, one should be in three assignments from now. I'll do what won the second poll. Oh, yeah. Oh, neat. You're going full yeah, polls. poll. Okay periodically yeah cool all right but all right well thanks everyone and see y'all next week we'll see you wednesday mark us back in the chair we'll catch you next time see you thanks for listening to episode 21 of the anime backlog podcast next week's assignment is from marcus and they are having dan and i watch the first 10 episodes of vinland saga if you've enjoyed the show please leave us a rating or review wherever you get your podcasts Tell some friends about the show and give us a follow on social media, all things which will help grow the pod and keep us moving forward. You can follow the show on most social media platforms to get updates at the handle, the anime backlog. 
And you can also follow us individually on Twitter. Dan's handle is at Avarice77. Marcus is at MarcusRVO. And I'm at Nick Sparts. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Who says that?